0: Goal! Ha segnato il Milan! Meritato! Bello! Tommy Povega da Trieste a Bologna! Ma
1: com'è bello il gol di Povega da Trieste in giù! Hello and welcome back to say a Spotlight Season 2 episode 34 with your host Jake and Mint. Coming in to replace Matthew for the Fourth time Fourth Third time I believe Fourth I think Bro I think this might be The fourth, fourth. already Yeah yeah We well, had tops yes, and flops well And tops two and episodes flops. Holy moly yeah, yeah. So, so this is your Fourth time in a row Thank you very much For, for being here To replace uh, Matthew My brother who is Currently in Australia For those listening For the first time um, our goal of the week Was Tommaso Pobega's Strike against Bologna From outside the area Hit the post And ricocheted Then over there You can hear Mauro Suma's commentary It's always Fucking amazing It's always elated. hilarious Yeah he's literally Elated That's yes, the word for yes. it Runner up bro
2: well, like we spoke about before, I think it's Marcus Antonio. Eh? That 70-yard charge was was a thing of... I actually liked Venena, Venena's
1: goal as well. It was a nice... It was a nice worst time yeah. shot. Uh-huh.
2: Um, I, I'd pick either of those two if Fobega if, if hadn't scored this yeah. week.
1: If there wasn't that confusion in the Lazio second goal, that would be the, uh, the goal of the week. That's a very nice goal. That's yeah.
2: a very nice goal. But, it's you know, really- at the end, like, the ball's ricocheting and then somehow Philip Anderson gets the ball and then slots it home. But... Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, um, Our bet this week was an L, a loss You can roast me now um, All I'm going to say is that you could have taken my advice twice
2: And you would have gotten more money than the
1: I bet know. you placed But your, your advice was given to me in a half-serious manner Listen, <laughs> I'm a half-serious person <laughs> So
2: you take what you get And in this world, I gave you a bet which by the way for all the for all the people listening was Lazio win and Cremonese win and that could have probably led you to about 40 euros but yeah. Jake said I said, fuck it,
1: Udinese win or draw against Roma And they lost 3-0 I mean, what were you thinking? I mean, I was thinking that um, You want to lose your money Roma Roma had the ball and time You like throwing money Udinese like to show up against big teams Mm -hmm. I love throwing money away Okay, clearly Mourinho proved you wrong He did, he did And the top four race is getting juicier Guys, if you want to keep up with our bets, please do follow us at say, a Spotlight on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, do rate us five star and reach out. Tell us what you think of Mintoff as a co-host. Roast him. Go roast, crazy. Roast the fuck out of this absolute spastic. Okay? The, oh my God, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> not even sure you can say that. Uh, no, why not?
0: Before- <laughs> We're living in a world
1: okay, where we can't say anything. And I believe we have
2: to be careful and we don't need to be rude to people. But at the same time. Let's have a bit of fun,
1: shall we? Matthew is going to have an aneurysm Listening <laughs> to this so, it, <laughs> so let's start with the big news Before we get into the Champions League Conference League and the Europa League um, roundup Then we get to the say uh, action There's going to be an action-packed episode, guys It is seeming increasingly likely That Juventus will see the 15-point penalty removed Pending a new trial today That. Took place in front of the Collegio di Garanzia And it lasted over three hours today on the 19th of April um, The verdict was expected today But it could take up to five days to be delivered um, Yeah, The weird thing about this uh, whole Juve thing Was the fact that 11 clubs and 59 individuals Were initially taken to the FIGC um, These included the likes of Napoli, Sampdoria, Genoa, Empoli, Parma, Pisa, Pescara, Novara Chievo and Pro Vercelli And these guys were all cleared on April the 15th Because the court found that it was impossible To independently ascertain the value of a player um, however, the Bianconeri were docked 15 points in January For <laughs> artificially inflating transfer fees to boost capital gains Of course, this is because of the likes of Audero, Portanova or Salini And some of the other guys, right? The Arthur and Piano Yeah, BC.
2: so this is why I kind of, I kind of understand Why um, Juventus fans feel like they're always ostracized Because stuff like this I mean, it, how, can, how can they get penalized Where it's clear that other, other teams are doing exactly that? Okay, yeah. it can be to a lesser degree, but so what? Everything's relative, then, no? So, but yeah. if, if Pisa buy a player for I don't know, four hundred fifty k, it still might be way too inflated for the price or celebrate. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it's, of course, when you see you were selling them for millions, you're gonna be like, you're gonna find it's questionable. But yeah. so many clubs do this, and and I mean, like, how can they? How can they get? How, how can they get blamed and others just get? pushed through, you know. Then I don't. Then I understand why they always feel the way they feel, you know. As a, as a club, like like the, like the league's are to get them, kind of thing. Yeah, Um I mean, it's shit, man. I think I think it's
1: just bad. It's just bad for the game. It is, especially at revoking points in the middle of a season. Yeah. seems seems stupid especially in, in situations like this where it, it's not even clear like you know yes, yes. um the game against monza the loss against monza for for juve was probably mostly because of the shock that of the players course. were I under imagine, so yeah. it influences the league you know of course it does Um, The Prosecutor General of Sport confessed that the reasoning behind the 15-point penalty has a lack of clarity in the motivation that must be appreciated and evaluated by a new judgment So, yeah, it's looking even more likely that um, Juve will get these points back Um, They might get them back, they might be taken away again In the next trial, they might combine this with the whole um, scandal that happened during COVID where Kellini acted as a middleman between the management and players um in order to basically take their payments under the table in order to not pay tax um while the club declares that the players will not be paid for four months. So we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> many, many possible outcomes over here. Um, but it's looking likely that uh, Juve will get their fifteen points back. I do I do
2: really hope they do. I think it's um I think I I, I just
1: think it's this the fairest solution. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No no it, it's it is fair Especially when you look at the fact That Napoli had that whole Victor Osiman thing Where sure. they sent two young players um, The other way with, For a combined fee of 20 million They were never heard of again And these players actually came out And said that they never actually Stepped foot in France And they never played for Lille In their life They never even went to a training session So you know uh, This thing the Shady shit Yeah shady, sh- shit, sh- shady, shady shit Shady shit um, Napoli won Milan won. They have gone through. They Milan are. have gone Congrats through. Congrats, man! I know yes. that you're Thank related. Thank you very much. Yes, um, I, I I was very happy. First time since 2007, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a long time ago. It's, it's, that's so long ago, bro. I, lo- I looked completely different as well. I, my my hair on my face and head was upside down back then. You had hair. <laughs> I had hair, no beard on your head. Yeah, and you had no beard. So it was a crazy match, bro. That included and you were two, a virgin. and I was a virgin. Two <laughs> missed. My- God. Two missed penalties <laughs> the, the, Two missed penalties uh, By <laughs> Gwaratskely and Giroud Leao taking on three players And assisting goziman scoring late To add to the drama It was a fantastic match uh, I feel like Milan Controlled the game Out of possession um, What are your takes On the game bro Very quickly Before we get into The Serie um, A Like we spoke about A bit Before the
2: game Before our pod- podcast Sorry uh, I'd like to just I think the main point I'm going to say Is that it was a game Of fine margins and um, a lot of things happened in the game. I mean, for sure that Milan were the better side overall. They were the better side in the first and second game. They deserved to go through. I think this is all clear, and I don't. And I don't been arguing that. I just feel like there may be a little bit too much confidence at the moment with this Milan team, and perhaps the the overall support of the club. Um, I just feel like you know. Let's just keep the feet on the ground. You know, it's it's only the quarterfinals. What have you heard? In what sense? Like, wh- why do you think that? No, I'm just talking there's... about our our inner circle.
1: We have a lot of Milan fans, uh, yes, and everyone is yes. is, is rather.
2: Confident but or, thing, or too
1: confident to... I, I feel like Milan fans um, Are are being particularly cocky With this victory Because of the footage That came out on the day of the draw Of Napoli fans actually celebrating Drawing Milan In fact right now that's
2: I mean but listen Let's put it in hindsight They had Milan They had Inter Which were, they, probably, they would probably celebrate Equally Yeah. Then they had they had City and Real and Bayern mean,
1: dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No offence No of course But, so, I mean, but I, you know You're gonna take that personally
2: Sure sure No I get why I get yeah. why But <laughs> I also don't blame Milan fans For yes. uh, for Napoli fans For reacting in the way they reacted Where they felt like Okay this is a decent matchup for us Yeah yeah, yeah. Something that they've, they Something they know Something that they can deal with
1: It's nothing foreign Yeah you know? Little did they little know little did they know indeed. Yes, uh, my takeaway from this game was that um, we're seeing this Milan side that has previously struggled in Europe. Um, we've so, we've seen them get eliminated by Atletico. We've seen them not manage to get the ball over the line against Porto. We've seen them lose to United. That was depressing, huh, we, oh, bro? We've seen we've seen this Milan side struggle so much against against these teams, you know, in Europe, and now. It seems that they've got a bit of street smarts to them, you know. They, their game management has definitely improved. There are a few characters in there that act as leaders. There are a few players with great experience, like Kier and yes. uh, Manian He was Kronin, phenomenal. Yeah, Kier was phenomenal last super. night. Super. Mm-hmm. If Can I you, had to choose, he's my man of the match. Your man, my man of the match was Davide Calabria. Fair enough. Really I, monstrous performance. I
2: Yes But the way Kier Managed to hold Oshiman Until the very
1: end Yeah
2: I think was Even more important yeah. Personally
1: yeah. Personally Could be Could be I thought Kelly Looked really lively And I thought that um, Calabria he, had a tough Matchup against him Who was He was in the mood Agvara
2: he, he was He was Until he decided to miss yeah. A very important penalty Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, Two bad penalties as well By the way Two bad penalties I easy. mean uh, The Agvara uh, well, well, one was better But um, he, pff- <laughs> Not by much yeah. I, I think the only reason Giroud missed Was because He took, he took like 20 minutes to shoot Yes, yes And yes. I don't know What the fuck He was thinking man. <laughs> really I, It was really confusing Dude he took like Six or seven seconds <laughs> yeah. Really Yeah it
1: took him away Exactly like, And the run up Was really it slow It was unlike very what normally. I,
2: I, I, I don't know It felt way too Way too laissez-faire yeah. I know he's French But Nonchalant Come on Come on Let's get some panache out there, yes, sir. Uh, up the up the ante, as they say.
1: Um, Spalletti has demonstrated that he's a massive, massive sore loser. Uh, <laughs> Midway through the first half,
2: when there was a, when when there was a throw-in which was given to Mira and it was actually an Napoli throw-in, yep. <laughs> he sees Spalletti bang through the water and then he goes and you hear this thumping sound <laughs> against the bench, pooh. And I'm
1: like, that guy's mad And that, that, when Milan are defending as well as they were And you look at the bench and you see their manager Who's 20 points clear in the league Just losing his mind there You know you've got these guys where you want them Yes Um, At the end of the game, he said Spalletti said that there were certain Decisions that favored Mila is like perhaps it's because of their pedigree in the competition now before he was obviously talking about that challenge by Leao right the 5050 the
2: penalty the penalty the penalty chance you mean Ye- where, where, um, where the penalty which was not
1: given exactly the layout I <sighs> think it was a 50/50. I think he did clip the player before I, I, I think it's a penalty yes personally, I, I, I because, thought so too. because
2: the ball does deviate
1: especially if, if you slow it down that's a penalty and Bar, and,
2: like. and because The penalty which was given For Milan Was pretty similar Arguably yeah. it was a bit harder Like the, the mm. challenge Was harder in general but He got nowhere near the ball uh, it Did not get nowhere near It was late yeah. But it was a similar challenge yeah. And this one Okay Leao does Get the ball But he definitely Gets the player mm. first That's clear
1: What I have to say To Spalletti Is that um, There were also Many decisions That didn't go Milan's way For example The two penalty calls In the first leg That were completely ignored As well as the fact That during Giroud's penalty You can clearly see Juan Jesus Encroaching Entering the box early Basically yeah. And then he Clears the ball away When the keeper saves it Now that is, If a player encroaches should And the then retake. clears the ball It should be a retake But you know These are things that happen In a football game You can't yes. fucking Blame these isolated incidents And make bold Fucking Statements like this And, and, and you know he's he, take the loss
2: I think he's more mad About the fact that his players got injured, and it destroyed. They also lost Rahmani as well towards the end. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like that really got to him. You know, I feel like that. I,
1: I think, I think it's more the fact that um, he he couldn't get get it over. You know, against Milan. I think he wanted to beat Milan in Europe. You know, I think it's just, it's
2: just that. We, 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 we would like to see a rematch
1: next season yeah. um, if Milan go if Milan do qualify. <laughs> let's let's hope so. Hope so. Um, what else is happening in Europe um, as? We sit here, we are currently watching Inter play the second leg against Benfica. They are currently 1-1. Barella scored a fantastic opening goal and Benfica equalised. Long way to go for Benfica, of course, but it's looking likely that Inter will make it through to the next round. The First half is almost over. Juventus beat Sporting 1-0 thanks to a goal by your boy, dude. My boy Gatti. Gatti.
2: Everyone's been shitting on me. Yeah,
1: everyone's like, I heard I heard you on that podcast, bro. I got it. All, what, what the fuck? fuck? What the fuck are you talking?
2: <laughs> and this guy's going to get into the semifinals of the Europa yeah. League if, if all things are going through. So, uh,
1: what, what do you say to these people, bro? To these haters?
2: You know what I say, man? Uh, you can hate all you want, but you're going to be kissing these balls, baby. There we go. There we go. Kiss him. And you told me earlier something interesting about that part of your body. Today? Well... <laughs> Last night, to be to, to be accurate, um, it was one of those nights where you're sleeping and there's this one little motherfucking mosquito. Yeah. He's always around, man, pesking around, flying by, telling you good morning when it's two in the morning, <laughs> and he just just flying by all night, keeping you awake. And at the point, of course, though, luckily I managed to sleep. I just I just, I just I just gave up until the mosquito you win. Um, and he won he won the battle twice actually because in the morning I I, I woke up and I had this brother. Aching pain in my balls okay. I was like What the hell is this and I, and, I, and I I came to realize After I got up And, and fully f- Was fully aware That this mosquito Fucking Pierced and sucked Blood out of my testicle There we go dude. And it, my ball Was so sensitive The whole day. Every time I moved Even a centimeter I just felt this aching pain There we go
1: dude. So I hope I hope I hope the mosquito Likes my cum <laughs> <laughs> Though this mosquito Has more <laughs> More. Um, well, how am I gonna? How am I gonna phrase? Can you this? just? Can you just say it completely raw? Oh, sure. This, <laughs> this mosquito has more shots on target than Lukaku has all season <laughs> from open play. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't think you were going in that direction. <laughs> no, yeah. You have to bring it back to football, right? <laughs> now, bro. Um, also, Fiorentina beat Lech. 4-1 uh, There was an Icona Jonathan Icona Wonder goal no. Now I don't know Who these guys Are playing against For Jonathan Icona To score a wonder goal But whatever right. Polish team Yeah Brother we have a phone call To make I, I don't know if you recall Oh no Before the season started When Skamaka moved oh, To no. Yeah to West Ham, we had a conversation, don't, recorded don't, an episode don't do it, Jake. with Santi, don't and do it. and Santi made the bold statement that Skamaka would not score six goals for West Ham Jake, in the league. Don't do it. This
2: is this is a Sassuolo X Don't do it. To me. Yeah, I can't. I can't bear the pain. Oh, we're doing it. Yeah, oh. I'm sure
1: he has a lot to say. He has a, f- a folder on his computer called Skamaka notes. So we'll see. I hope it is sir. I, I think he will, I think he's waiting for this Hi Jake Hello, hello, how are you?
2: I'm good, I'm good, you yes, yes?
1: oh, am Very good, bro, we're, we're on the pod, I'm with Mintov
2: Hi Andrew ah, Hello, hello, hi Mintov
1: Is this I'm a good Mintov. time?
2: Yeah, it's fine, my dog's shabby
1: That's fine, It's fine So, what do you have to say to Mintov, dude? I don't know,
2: what does Mintov have to say to me? That's my question
1: he's currently rubbing his eyes
2: (laughs) this is torture you know that this is absolute (laughs) how many goals have you scored made? three (laughs) three thank you thank you
1: (laughs) but in the the prem right? it's three in the prem three in the
0: prem listen listen okay
2: I'm sorry to say that that David Moyes is a murderer alright a murderer of careers (laughs) (laughs) he is a murderer of careers of young Fabulous, okay, very cool Italian boys. No, no, no. Listen, Moise definitely has a big role to play. And mm. I won't say that I'm, I, like, I would say I'm a bit lucky as well with that call. But, but I do, I, I did think that he wouldn't be as good as everyone thought he would be. Um, and even, like, given the games he played in, like, he never looks really good. And, like, I, I, I'm just. I don't know, mate. I just feel that finally I'm right, and you can just, you know, <sighs> <head, so. laughs> kiss his ass. I, dude. Think I have to kiss his ass. <laughs> yeah. So, in the next episode together, next year, I have to kiss his ass. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we that's record that's another that's one, that's then.
1: That's you
2: better see, wash your ass. Honest, mate, I've been waiting for this day, like, since since the day I said it. Like, I've literally had, I, I was checking West Ham games, even like. Even if I didn't even care well, Were you checking West Ham games team. Because it's close to where Chelsea are in the league <laughs> Yes But not
0: we're not talking about this right? talking about Chelsea
1: right now <laughs> Oh my god Yeah but you were you were spot on bro. You were spot on you were, And you got quite like, a, quite a few Critics on social media as well This guy watches ice skating Was one of my favourite comments
0: <laughs> media and on
2: and even for example I, I like training like i went i went in one day to a game i went in one day to a game and they just like they were like listening to the video like all at the same time <laughs> so that i hear it. they put it on the speaker and mm-hmm. i'm like and i'm like time
1: with hell guys time with there hell there we go but now now <laughs> you're a, you're a legend and yes exactly i also to <laughs> that guy about the ice skating
0: i saw, I, <laughs> and, like, saw. I,
2: I found the video and i commented and i said I
1: can't remember what I said I just, like, gloated or something <laughs> Yeah That's great, bro That is that is fabulous Thank you very much uh, for picking up We'll, we'll, no worries, we'll record no. another one soon Yes I'll,
0: I'll, with, with lots of pleasure
1: And I'll make more calls <laughs> fantastic,
2: fantastic Ciao, Santi Thank you very Ciao much myself. for picking up, have, <laughs> up <laughs> have a very good evening, Andrew Sant
1: <laughs> Thank you very much <laughs> Ciao Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Sant Fournier, diplomat, coach, lover, lover, handsome, handsome, bold, 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 as well, bold and bold, bold and bold, legend. Now I think we have we have ten games to cover
0: still.
1: So, <laughs> there we go. So, <laughs> I'll start all right okay so the first game we're gonna cover guys is Napoli Nil Hellas Verona nil the Napolitans were unable to unhinge the defense of Hella's Verona but smile at finally having seen Victor Ozyman again and this was of course in uh, the lead up to the Champions League game so they must have been very relieved and he came on and looked quite sharp too so they must have been happy there. Yes. This match was number 60 in Serie Between Napoli and Verona 32 wins for Napoli 13 for Verona And 15 draws Now an interesting stat over here That you would have probably never guessed Ooh. Is that Kevin Lasagna Loves a game against Napoli you know? Interesting He has scored 4 goals against Napoli in Serie Against no team has he scored more in the competition He's also scored 4 against Benevento He also scored against Napoli In the reverse fixture Now uh, When it comes to The lineups There was some turnover For Napoli In view of the Champions League Clash against Milan Of course they rested players Like Varadzkelia Lobotka Rahmani And of course The recently injured Victor Ozyman For Luciano Spalletti's men It was a 4-3-3 With Mariette in goal Oliveira as the left back Juan Jesus And ming Jae Kim At the back And Di Lorenzo As the right back A midfield trio Of Elmas Demme And Anguissa So Lozano on the wing along with Politano on the other side and Raspadori up front. Again, Raspadori not really in a putting a situation to succeed right over here as, as the sole number 9 not in three. a 433.
2: I mean, you're putting him into a you're putting him into a team where it's definitely the second squad yeah. almost and I mean and you're expecting him to 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 perform as though it's the first team almost, you yeah. know. There's a lot of pressure on him to 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 do what he's what he was brought in to do, and I feel like um, I feel it is a little harsh, but he is also not been he's not been good enough. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know whether it's the club, I don't know whether it's the pressure or or a bit of both. Um, but I feel like um, it's a very it's a pity. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that Scamacca, as a player is more talented than Raspadori. I, I was
1: about to say, um,
2: but I don't think Raspadori is is a player who should not be in this league and should not be scoring. Yeah. Quite quite the opposite. So for me, it pains me. Even though I, I, I'm sad he left my the club I like, I like to to follow in, in Italy, which is Sassuolo. Um, I also don't like to see him down in the dump, d- down in the dumpster. So, yeah. um, but he's not been good enough, and uh, and even even when he plays, it's it's um, uh, it's just lackluster. Yeah, it's not bad, it's not like outright terrible, yeah. but it's it's just like you know.
1: In a in a logical world, Raspadori goes to Atalanta, and Skamocka goes to Napoli. Oh my god Because imagine Raspadori playing Off the shoulder of like Hoyland or Lu- Duvan Zapata that, That's where he wanted would That's do? where he wanted Or Lookman as well You know how he is G- Gasperini gives yeah. everyone 30 minutes He'd just be one of those guys Oh bro
2: I'd love to see that I'd
1: love to yeah. see him at Atlanta I,
2: just, I would like to see him At a decently sized club Even Fiorentina
1: Yeah uh, Fiorentina another one Play with a sole striker huh? So yeah. it would be a bit weird Yes um, Hellas Verona Lined up The 3-4-1-2 For their Defensive Masterclass Over here With Montepo And goal Davidovic Hien And Cech At the back Hien Bro What a defender huh? Hien
0: yep.
1: Farroni Was on the right With the Pauli On the left um, In the middle There was Abdelgard And Tameze With Duda Playing as the Trek artist Behind Lasagna And Gaich. Now Napoli Started well And dominated the play But they they didn't concede much at all, um, bar the occasional set-piece or long-range effort. Um, Napoli tried to mostly attack down the wings using their speed, particularly uh, Politano down Politano's side as well, very creative player, who's, who was in good form before his injury. I think his season's over now. Yes. Uh, looked like he fractured or broke something I, in his foot, right? I don't was,
2: know whether it's a bri- it broke I think it's definitely a
1: really bad sprain. It sprint. was an agony. I think it was a ligament, actually. Yeah. Oh, could be too. But I think he rolled over his ankle really bad. Hellas Verona scored an own goal early on, but was ruled offside As a Napoli man was standing in an offside position, interfering with play Hellas Verona shot up, shot well They did not actually concede much at all The three centre-backs and the double pivot were excellent Ozzyman's entrance towards the end of the game did change the balance of the game a little bit As his runs were dangerous He created enough space for himself to smash the crossbar late on And in the 90th minute, the best chance of the game came as Serial in found himself running from the halfway line towards the opposition box, completely one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and he fails to hit the target. in a half-assed finish, half-assed attempt. What I, the fuck I, was going I on? I there? feel like he just
2: used all his energy to get there, yeah. and then he was just, he was just. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're playing, it's like when you're playing UFC, yeah. and you're just beating up this guy. You're like trying to break his guards. And you used all your stamina, and when you actually have the right opportunity to punch him, yeah, it's just like it's like like when you have when you have Zero a, when you have a dream, yeah. and you're trying to punch on your dream, and you just feel you just feel like you're a fucking yeah. rubber.
1: I almost feel like he was caught in between two minds, whether to dink oh, it over the keeper yeah. or to go low I and think, hard. He kind of did something I, I, in between. so many ideas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: too much
2: time to think, dude. <laughs> that is a problem. Sometimes it is.
0: City on goal.
2: <laughs> oh yes, he definitely engonched himself into the dressing room.
1: Yes, uh should become a verb to miss a very good opportunity. Oh dude, you really engonched that. Oh my god. Can we can we do this from now on? On the pod, sure.
0: Damn, he damn really right.
1: engonched it. He definitely engonged it. So Napoli had a whopping eighty percent ball possession this game. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Um, which got me wondering, right? Okay. So Hellas Verona are bottom three teams in Serie A this season, right? Napoli had a massive match against um, Milan in the Champions League coming up. Yes. You look at Milan, Milan rested 10 players from the starting eleven against Bologna. Against Bologna, a team that can actually do danger. Milan don't even have the league <laughs> guaranteed at all, right? Yes. Why did Napoli field a few starters? And why did they feel the need to bring some of their core players on towards the end? What's the point? Is it because the fans are paying money to see these players?
2: I don't think that's that's the reason. I I feel like they just wanted to seal the season. I feel oh I might I might I might sound I might sound retarded here. Yeah. There um, we go another one. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. sorry.
2: I'm sorry guys. It this all comes out naturally, <laughs> I just feel like um I feel like they really thought they could um they could best on at home. And I feel as though they wanted to get this win, get as close as get as close as the win in the league as possible early on for the last few games
1: of the Champions League. Semis final. But in what world would you do that when you're down one nil in the Champions League quarter final? I mean, why Why else would you bring these players on
2: if not, if not, to, if not to seal the it season? It might have something season.
1: to do with the fact that the stadium is constantly sold out nowadays and people aren't playing aren't paying money to watch Raspadori, Lozano, Politano. You know, these guys are... Well, Politano is actually a starter, you know. Um, they're paying to watch Victor Oziman, Gvaratskelia, Lobotka.
2: Sure, I mean, but you know, this, this, this is a not, a, not, not a game you go on and you're super excited. It's, you're, you're playing against Verona. Yeah You yeah. know I mean I, I don't know
1: I feel that's a bit It is, it is weird Definitely weird I feel right.
2: like they just need They just wanted a win Just so that you know In the last six games They're safe Yeah Because all, be all, all they need Is three more wins And they've won the league Yeah <laughs> I've, I've counted the points Now they need three wins
1: Damn Okay Um Di Lorenzo, bro, yes, is a fantastic leader, right? He was the one who got closest to scoring prior Ozimans' attempts. It's it's crazy how a player like Di Lorenzo, who isn't the best offensively, right? He's not. He doesn't have this crazy output. But when the going gets tough, he's the guy who inserts himself. You know, he's the guy taking these shots, attacking the area, running into the box. Yeah. So I just want to highlight him as a as a leader. What a player! I, I feel he's a brilliant player. He's 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 improved so much over the,
2: over the years, and I feel like he's a brilliant captain. And I I I, I think that he's definitely going to be the captain for years to come at this team. Yeah. Um. I like he's he's not really a cunt as well. I think he's a he's a he's not. There are cuntier players. Yeah. I, I like him. I I think he's a good defender. And I feel like he's never, he's never, you know, um, not, not, not slouching, um, sulking, sulking. Yeah. That's the word. He's never sulking. And he's a, he's a motivator. And I, I I love seeing players like this because when I play sports, whenever I am like, it's nice to have a player like that, you know, constantly supporting you because then, you know, you lose together at the end of the day. And it's so shit when you have a player like, with all due respect, Barella, you know, whining and complaining and moaning yeah, yeah, half yeah, the yeah. time. It's like, dude, shut up.
1: I feel like there are a few Italian fullbacks who are like molded in the same in the same cauldron. You know, like uh, Di Lorenzo, Calabria, um, De Cilio, Darmian. These guys are just all kind of like you know, they're good going forward. They're better defensively. Yes. They're cool. You know, they're composed. They're professional. They they look lovely. You know, these guys. It's... Yeah, they were made in the same lab, probably. Probably they were, man. No. Um, Yes, I think um, when we refer to the table, of course, we are not going to take it for for granted that Juve did get their points back. We're going to actually read it out how it stands... At the moment, live okay. So, did this... you ever learn to add your standings? No, I, I forget every time, but I've become very good at buying time. Um, <laughs> Napoli are in first with 75 points, still, of course, while Hellas Verona sit in 18th with 23 points, three points off of Spezia in 17th.
2: Yeah, and I feel like I feel like Spezia are um, digressing as the season goes on, and Verona are improving, yes, as a club. As a team, as well, they are, but yes, um, they, they they look way better than they were looking. You know, in the first half of the of the season. Yes,
1: at the point they improved when they had Illich the then they got rid of him, and they dipped again. Um, yeah. It's and just no, a they, shame. They that a bit y- of a resurgence again. Yeah. lately they
2: have been playing it a, 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 a bit better.
1: That's true. So they're feeling the pressure. Uh,
2: well, it's 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 you know, some teams succumb to it and, and falter, yeah. and some teams are are are. Are up for the challenge. Cremonese yeah. is another one.
1: The double pivot was fantastic. This game, centre backs were great for yeah. Hellas Verona. Let's see if they can keep it up. Your game, brother. My game was Spezia nil Lazio three.
2: Um, for this game, we see um, a low, a team in the low lower part of the of the league against um Argued the second best team in the league. And that that point, as we keep mentioning, keeps being reinforced more and more as the season goes on. But we'll have some more talking points after we speak about form, lineups and the game itself. Uh, We see Spezia coming in with one win, three draws and one loss. Two Lazios, three wins, one draw and one loss. Very interesting. We have Lazio with absolute Dominance in this head-to-head, where Lazio have won six games against Spezia and nothing else. They are oh. basic, They are basically invulnerable against this team. Um, some interesting stats to keep in mind: Lazio have kept clean siege clean sheets in their last four Serie A away games. Last time they've kept five was in 1998 under Sven-Göran Eriksson. <laughs> oh my god. Um so yeah, they managed to get 5 now with this win. Nice. Um and, and and one other one other point I'd like to mention specfic conceded six goals in two home games against Lazio and Serie A, an average of 3 per match. Only Napoli do they have a higher average of goals conceded at home to this competition
1: which is 3.3. So I
2: think statistics were really on
1: point in this game Spot on And these are the kind of bets we should be placing Yeah, so next next time listen
2: to me, bitch (laughs) Okay um, As for for lineups and as for some changes We see that um, Immobile was finally back in the starting lineup Which meant that Philippe Anderson could go back to his natural right wing position We see Cataldi coming in Midfield for Vecino and Patrick was back as a centre back. On the other hand, we have Burabia and Esposito back in the squad for the first time in over five games, rather than back in the squad, back in the starting lineup. Sorry. Um, and other than that, you had a um, normal team, yeah. so, so to speak. Um, Who? Who the fuck is this guy dude?
1: <laughs> That's Wisniewski dude
2: Oh right <laughs> So we're gonna go over to go. We're gonna go over <laughs> We're gonna go over The starting lineups Because I gave Jake um, A look of distraught yes. Trying to pronounce This guy's name um, Anyways I'll, I'll go over them right now We have Dragowski In goal We have Amir Wisniewski <laughs> Ampadu and, and Nicolau In defense We have Egdal Espozdo And Borabia In midfield With Gassi And Zola And Verde. Finalizing the attack. On the other hand, we have Immobile Zakani and Felipe Anderson in attack. We have Luis Alberto Cataldi and Milinkovic Savic in midfield with Hysal, Romagnoni, Patrick,
1: and Maric in defense. Provadel is in goal. I find it funny how you read the lineups like a book. You go uh, from goalkeeper to strikers, then you go strikers to goalkeeper. I just
2: feel like it's just, it, it just helps me to not make any fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, guys, both teams were running a 4-3-3 formation. As for some highlights in the game, we see that Spezza came super close to scoring in the first two minutes when Eggdal smacked the crossbar from a shot in the box. Inzola came inches close to scoring from one of his headers. But then, unfortunately, Lazio were given a penalty by Felipe Anderson's foul. Ampadu... And um, Kind of got the ball here. He got a yellow card as well. Was this a harsh call? I feel it was a little bit harsh on Ambato because in my opinion, as yeah. we're just speaking about rough challenges in, in, in the in the Champions League, he really gets the ball.
1: Yeah, that I felt really bad for him. I, I thought he got the ball. And even the commentator was like, what a challenge, i <laughs> do!" <Ampadu!" laughs> and he was every point. He's like, no, go <laughs> yeah. fuck yourself. Exactly.
2: And well, that's what happened. They got the penalty and Mr. Immobile stepped up to take it and slotted it into the back of the net. 1-0. In the 52nd minute, 2-0 uh, for Lazio where Luis Alberto starts the run From the middle of the pitch, he plays the ball to Felipe Anderson, who then flicks the ball into Immobile, who's right outside the box, mind you. Then there is some impressive tiki-taka football, where Immobile is passing back to Felipe Anderson, and then he's getting the ball back, then laying it off to Luis Alberto on the byline. He squares it back to Anderson, and with some luckiness involved, the ball rebounds, and he's finally 1v1 against Dragowski and scores from close range. What a
1: goal. What a goal. Um, what a goal.
2: If you'd like to see a really well well, really well really planned and methodical goal, and you can tell that this has been been done in training, guys go and watch this goal. Yeah. Really nice, really nice one. I, it's I really, peak,
1: peak sorry ball. It's what it's all about. It's,
2: it's real, it was lovely. Um, then shortly, uh, well not shortly, after some some moments later, um, uh, a red card from Ampadu. Again, it felt like he was really unlucky. Um, mm. Ampadu goes to clear the ball, but he also decides to clear Zakani as well. I was really surprised Zakani didn't take off and start to um, fly off the pitch, to be honest yeah. with you. Ampadu absolutely he kicked, absolutely the, shit out kicked the shit out of the <laughs> ball and Zakani. Yeah. But he didn't get the ball first. So yeah. it wasn't like... Um, it, it, I, I felt bad for him. Just yeah. it, it, it was just a howler of a game for the lad. Um and then to finalise the 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 result 0-3, ninth minute Maldini whip, Maldini for Spezia whips in a free kick which is easily cleared by Lazio. Marcos Antonio picks up the loose ball. He begins charging on his own. He basically creates a counter attack out of nothing. He passes everyone in in Spezia's defence to then be one v one against Dragowski. Dribbles past him to slot the ball into the back of the net. That was a sixty plus yard charge. Three zero shades of this.
0: Yes,
2: yeah. it was it was a it was a a goal of the sorts. Um, so yeah, a dominant display by Lazio yet again. Um, the more we see them, the better they get. It seems like. Um, Sardi ball is in full effect, you think?
1: It is, bro. These guys have really been gelling and they've been together for even longer than sardi has been there. You look at, for example, the Milinkovic-Savage, Immobile, Luis Alberto partnership. Even Cataldi's been there for ages. These guys have... Been together for so long And they got used to A particular style of football With three at the back Before Sarge came and So it, it was going to take These guys Some time To adapt yes. And it seems that They're doing it very well Last year we saw glimpses But never yes. this consistent. I remember
2: you used to go, you guys used to Complain like it was so inconsistent. I remember you mm. and Matt always talked about Surrey ball, but sometimes it's surreal ball, sometimes it's snowball, you know, it yeah, was like yeah, on yeah. and off kind of thing. Like, terrorist uh, ball sometimes, yes, but, um, ball. but
1: of course, it was expected. No, this, yes. this is a system you need to learn,
2: yes, and I think they are definitely learning it. Yeah. and I feel like they aren't at their final level yet either, to be honest with you.
1: I, I feel that they are. Worse with Immobile And the starting 11 It looks like it man And
2: with that being said Now that unfortunately Immobile was in a car accident Luckily Yes He is totally fine guys So not to worry But he is most likely Injured for some time again
1: Um, You know what What he crashed into right He crashed into a
2: tram A tram I think I think he was And apparently A a spectator Posted a video (laughs) Saying it was Immobile's fault I wouldn't blame him Because um, By the way Immobile engonged In this game He absolutely missed The easiest chance i've ever seen this guy have to take he was literally literally a meter away from the ball the ball ends up in his feet after a cross from philip anderson and he managed to miss kick it yeah he should have used his other foot he should have used he should have used his cock (laughs) anything anything literally anything any boy any body part just not your hands hopefully but he managed to fuck that up so i think he was so he was so shocked at his at his performance that Crashed into the tram because of that. <laughs>
1: um So, anyways, honestly, like, Philip Anderson, False Nine, Pedro on one side, zaccani on the other is a gorgeous, gorgeous. Sure, sure. But
2: I, 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 I understand why. Sorry, he did this? He wanted to give. He wanted to give him up. And I He wanted yeah, to give yeah, him some yeah, confidence, bring him back into the squad. Fan favorite as well. I mean, legend. he scored. Yeah, a fan favorite. But he was. He is just yet again proving the point why we why we both think he has been the top of the flop of the season. Yeah. Um. With that being said. Final point before we go over the standings. Um, now that the mobile is out, and it's looking more and more likely that he may slowly be um, sidelined. Okay. Mm. Um, not for this season. I mean, just in ge- uh-huh. we're speaking in general terms, very very layman terms here. Um, so don't take this for for the gospel. Um, who would you like to see them bring in as a striker? Skamaka. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very quick answer. Imagine that. That's oh, he's
1: gonna become available, Scamaka. I'm I'm pretty he sure. He will. I mean he won't yeah. be staying at West Ham. Yeah. Um I th- so, I thought about Korea. Kwakim Korea. Coming back to not go- a bad not a going bad show. Back, going it back it to fits the system he kind of plays like Philip Anderson. No? What about Inzola? Inzola would be good. Inzola would be good. I'm, I'm I feel like he's not a killer. Sure if but
2: he's i don't think you know what I'm gonna say, unfortunately. Tech, Lazio, not technical enough, like, not sure. I was I was more worried about the racism in Lazio. Oh. Being a bit of a fascist club, yeah,
1: um, and you know bringing. In, I mean, well, that guy said who was a fan favorite. True. So, so, so maybe yeah. it
2: won't be too bad. I'd like. I, I actually think he'd work very well there. I think he's a he's a. He, yeah, I think he's a he's a destroyer. You know, yeah. he goes in and he scores, and I think they need a, they need a player like
1: that. Yeah. So it, whoever it's going to be is going to be playing Champions League football. So this is a good club to go to it right is, now. At it is. It is. I, I think.
2: I think. Um, I really like to see, keep you guys keep your eyes open. If you have any ideas as well in terms of who you'd like to see or who you think, you know, um Lazio may poach, you know, let us know. It could be interesting. I, yeah. I I love talking about transfers. It's probably one of my most one of my favorite topic topics in general yeah. f- football wise. It's always speculating who to who go where. Right? It's always
1: fun. It's, it is, always, it's fun.
2: always fun Um so yeah, just to to round out this game, we have of ending up this game week in second place with sixty-one points. Spezia still in seventeenth with twenty-six. Things are looking a little bit gloomy I'm just going to say that yeah. So Spezia Put on your big boy pants Definitely Another
1: You're... point by the way Yeah um, go for it Is that This four-three-three system of Sarri Would suit Raspadori Way more than the four-three-three That he's currently playing at Napoli
2: Yes Because um, I feel like the The, the wingers on Lazio's team Are way more supportive Yes And I feel like that's what exactly What Raspadori needs He
1: can't be the sole man up front Yeah yeah, he needs someone to lay it off to, yes, or someone to pretend he's gonna lay it off to,
2: or, or, or to receive the yeah. ball from, or, or to make runs alongside each other.
1: Yeah, so he's yeah. been compared by the way to like a mini Aguero and I really don't see it. I really don't think he's Aguero player I don't player see that man at all.
2: I see him more, um, so I don't, it's, I don't, I don't, it's, it's unique, isn't he? it? He's quite, I don't, I don't see him as anything yeah. in particular, to be honest. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So, Bologna won, Milan won Yes, Um, Milan rested 10 players for the Champions League quarterfinal return leg against Napoli They won that, so there will be no regrets over here Bologna have not won any of their last 15 Serie A matches against Milan They have drawn 3 times and lost 12 times Only against Juventus do Bologna currently have a longer winless streak In the competition with 4 draws and 17 losses Yes, um, there was a period in time where Milan looked to have Bologna Bologna figured out, but that was of course before this whole rejuvenation under Thiago Motta, and Milan were fortunate enough that Orsolini was out for this one, as Bologna lined up in a 4-3-3 formation with Skorupski in goal, Kiyakopoulos on the left and the the fabulous, fantastic Posh on the right, Lukumi and Saumaro were the centre-back duo over here, Dominguez, Schouten, and Ferguson were the midfield trio, with Musa Barrow out on the left wing, Abusher on the right wing, and Sansone. As the lone striker For Milan, it was a 4-2-3-1 formation With Manian in goal The only starter over here Florenzi as the right-back Balotour as the left-back Malik Trouw and Kalulu as the centre-back duo With Pobega and Vranks as the double pivot Salamakers was out on the right Rebic on the left Origi as the striker And Decetelare as the trequartista. I can see of dancing Because he doesn't rate those two guys <laughs> I mean, dude, you know me. I, mean, I Do you rate them? I do not. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: particularly, Origi. Yes, I have a massive problem uh, with Origi I'm, because. I say,
2: but the Ketelara isn't looking. Um,
1: but the Ketelara at least is young, right? The Ketelara is, okay. is, is, is the type of player where. We, again, you look at Leao's first season, you look no, at no, first season. You cannot. You tell look me. At, no, but
2: this guy has had nothing, man. He's had nothing, Jake. I'm sorry.
1: Benasser looked dreadful in his first few games for me. He like, was getting the a yellow card few, every game. First few a-
2: games, not first few twenty games, dude. This guy has been playing for half a season now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. he's done nothing,
1: dude. Sorry to tell you, he has well, there's, there's been massive, utterly useless. I mean, this is his first. Uh, to him, this is—he's a young guy. 20 years old Whatever First time at In a top division In a foreign country Playing football For an elite team That's actually doing well Sold out stadiums Every week Massive expectations Record breaking Transfer fee Whatever There's a lot of pressure On this kid's shoulders And you know what I'm not as disappointed In him as I am In Origi Because Origi's meant to be Kind of a finished product That you get He comes in He's professional yeah, He gets the job fin- done Finished Finished, finished product <laughs> Let me tell you He's totally finished
2: <laughs> you keep weird. shitting on Lukaku, but at least the guy
1: tries. I would much rather have Lukaku <laughs> than Origi on my bench. Oh, definitely, no, bro, on the bench though. Okay. I'm starting Oligi. I would, I would start
2: even me, even though I.
1: Yeah, so let's quickly run through the game. 35 seconds in, Bologna shocked Milan as posh thundered <laughs> down the right and fed the ball to Sansone, who scored. It's, uh, Sansone appears, no, for like three he games does. a season. Now is the time he now now he's the popped time. out of nowhere. I, I love how he comes in the most important times right, When
2: Arnatovic has decided to... Um, self implode his career yeah. um,
1: but Where is now? And Arnautovic by the way It's been so long Since we've seen him he, He's out He, he, he might he's not, he's not gonna... No 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 Confer won't be playing For the rest of the season Or forever <laughs>
2: No I mean He'll find another club I'm sure I he think won't... he'll step be... up No bro It's done I'm telling you From now it's done From what I read From what I've read All the time Arnautovic is kind of They are just Too far apart I... Arnautovic believes He's better than who plays But Motta has Reiterated so many times So he's not injured No he's not injured Oh Motta has I mean he's injured But yeah, he, I, fe- yeah. I feel like this is the Pogba thing oh, Where I'm yeah. injured But I feel like I feel like um, I feel like Motta Just 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 definitely It all depends on training Yeah I'd actually if I, if I was a player I'd love a coach like that Yeah Who comes to training Who trains hard who Who's there I'm gonna play even if we fucking lose. I don't care, Yeah and we'll see what happens, kind of thing. And bro, I don't know. Uh, I kind—I
1: really respect I, I, it. I like—I like Zergze as well a lot. Huh? He's been—he been he has I really like him.
2: He has—he has promise. He has yes, yeah, he's super technical. He
1: does this. In the 40th minute, Pobega took matters into his own hands As he was frustrated and tired of seeing Rebbe, Chorigi and Decatur shit the bed He just thundered in a long-range rocket off the post What a goal, you can hear Mauro in the intro to this episode Losing his mind and singing Tommy P, baby Tommy T. Now Milan were unlucky with a few penalty calls as, as usual. Particularly mm-hmm. a stomp on Rebic by Saumaro. Um, Rebic was unlucky, not to score on a few opportunities. Um, particularly, you know, everyone says oh Rebic under Rigi, Rebic under Rigi. I don't mind these Rebic performances. He works very hard. It's he right, gives it, his all. Yes, that it doesn't bother me. And and to be honest, he's not even that bad, you know. Granted, sometimes it looks like he's playing in Timbs. You know, like Timberlands the, the shoes, yeah. But um, yes, he he didn't bother me as much as Origi did this game. Yeah, Origi just can't. I mean, he's not. What's what's his main strength, Origi? Um, miss his shots, miss his shots. <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> but seriously, as, if you're studying his profile, because Origi's his profile, profile, it's, it's his opportunism. His I think that instinct. he's
2: he's not he's not bad on the ball. Ish, he's it's- always late. No, no. But when he does have the ball, he's not like, he's not like those kind of players, like where he, you know, they're almost
1: stumbling over their own feet. So he's technical. He he has technique, but it's just. He doesn't show anything. It's out of sync though. Yeah. He doesn't show anything. He's late to everything. Even if you put a ball in the box, he's late to it. Um, another point about um, the Talare is he does look scared. You look at his body language, everyone's saying right now, the newspapers are all, are all saying the same thing. He looks like a guy who's terrified to make a mistake. And you look at his pass accuracy, for example, it's 100%. 100% pass accuracy for a, for a playmaker. For yeah. a trequartista Just means that no you're risks. not No risks The safe thing constantly No wonder you have Pobega thundering them in From miles out yeah. uh, You know You have to play These through balls You have to try to pick out Your your teammates In that role You look at The likes of I don't know Luis Alberto He's not going to finish a game With 100% Fucking pass accuracy Definitely not He'll attempt Five audacious balls One of them will come off And it'll be a fantastic assist You know Or a good scoring opportunity But anyway Yeah Um Yes Bologna Held up well Without their main goal scorers um, Orsolini And um, Arnautovic, of course were out The outfield players They fielded this game Have scored Nine Serie A goals All season only So So yeah the, uh, This is a good result for them um, Giroud has renewed His contract For one season he, he signed it today 3.5 million Per season One year I yes. mean Fair enough, fair enough I yeah. would have done that too <laughs>
2: I mean probably it's probably something like the amount of money they'll be getting for going to the semis or you get more than that. No, there's more. There's more Yeah, there's more. There's been,
1: I saw it's like fifty something million. So, Don't probably so probably with that money yeah. anticipated they're giving they're including just that. Just get that money and give it to Leo. <laughs> Now, Moussa Barrow, a few statistics. Um, Moussa Barrow has been involved in the most goals in April 2023 in, say, uh, he's got four, one goal and three assists. The Gambian striker could take part in a goal and at least could have taken part in a goal uh, at least three matches in a row in the competition for the first time since October 2021. Did he? He did not. He did not get the assist. So yeah, he had a good opportunity there. Yeah. Now, in Europe's top five leagues, Leao is one of only five players born after 1999 with more than 20 goals and more than 10 assists in the last two seasons. The others are Saka, Haaland, Vinicius Jr. and Diaby. So he's in good company there. He is in
2: definitely good company. Yeah. So
1: That's a that's a top tier talent right there. Now, um, one thing that I, I wanted to discuss before we move on. Um, it's... Is this a good result for Milan? Uh, no, it's not, in my opinion. Um, I, I
2: mean, I mean it, it, it's good damage and limitation imitation because you came back and at least you you, you scraped with a draw. But um, you cannot be afford to be dropping any points right that's now. It, that's you the can situation, not. especially okay, with Juve. Okay, Bologna aren't a bad team, so let's not let's not, let's not just diss them and say... Oh, this yeah. is B- no, 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 this is a strong Bologna side. But sorry. Um <sighs> Then again, you did play ten different. That's players. it. So that, in a sense, in asked. a sense, it's not bad, but it's still not what you should be looking. Yeah. You should lo- be looking to win, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 I mean, uh, okay, I'm not gonna say that Milan can't win the Champions League. You can. This, everything's possible. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say such silly things.
1: But not qualifying would set Milan back. But dude, f- there, there's a big of
2: chance time. of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get their points back. You have a few more games like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Uh, and then you're then you're twiddling your thumbs,
1: yeah. you know. Now that's the thing, right? Hindsight. So Milan actually went through in the quarter uh, to the semi-final of the Champions League. I'm hoping that will be a massive morale boost. But you look at the direct competitors. Let's say it's for one spot. Inter are also going through, and they're also getting their morale boost. So you look at Roma. Roma are led by Jose Mourinho. Who in these moments is the guy you want to rile up a group of, of warriors, you know, that Roma yeah, Roma are looking solid Because you know, right Inter right now, by the way, they, they've scored 2-1 yeah, um, the, the crowd is, is elated, holy, popping right holy moly, yeah. moly
2: man I'm missing elated a lot today You are, it's my the word, word of the day
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Elated and engonged engonge, I'm engongedly elated There we go um, yes. So honestly, from Pioli's point of view, not a bad, not a bad. What are you gonna say? Not that. a bad result. You're gonna no, say that, but, but no, because because you look at it, Milan totally dominated this game, and bar the goal, they didn't really look like they were in danger of conceding anything, and you know he set these players out up to succeed. And 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 you see you, you watch the chances that were missed again. It's just it's the same inter discussion, no where they They dominate the game but they just can't get it it's over crazy. the line yeah I mean both teams are really
2: suffering men well in the league right now. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's hard it's, it's hard to it's put bizarre. down. Because they're not playing shit. Yeah. You can't say, oh God they're playing terrible football. You know um you know like some yeah. other teams where they're just pl- outright playing bad. Yeah. But they're just
1: just can't do it. Just can't do it. It's just yeah. like, um, you know, there's this weird... Want to make a girl come, but just can't do it, man. There we go. And that's <laughs> the perfect the perfect segue <laughs> to your game, brother. It uh, is because we've just
2: been talking about Inter at Milan. And the next game is Inter versus Monza. Inter at home at the San Siro. But they are yet to grab a win there. In a while Monza With a 1-0 win This is win. Their,
1: their worst Home record In, in, in history it,
2: know? It, Yes it is it, it's, 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 I will tell you A fun
1: fact after yes, this. Please, yes please um,
2: So To go over Some of The form We have the, he- the head-to-head Fixtures between Inter and Monza They've only played Each other twice With Inter winning once And drawing Another time Inter come into This fixture With one win Two draws And two losses as in comparison with Monza, with one win, three draws, and one loss. Arguably a little bit better in form as well. Um, Some things to mention before we go over the starting lineups. Um, Inter, Inter hasn't had a striker score from open play since March 5th against Lecce. A striker in open play.
1: Oh my god We're March in 5th? the middle
2: of April You had to, I had to check <laughs> In, in Serie A,
1: mind you Okay, okay of Still course, Of course That's okay. a lot of game
2: weeks Who was it, March 5th? Uh, Martin Martinez 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 scored against Lecce Okay The the shots from outside the box With Kudlitin Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Another point um, Maybe we can leave this for later on It's about... Yeah, let's leave it for later on Try to remind me Otherwise okay. we'll just we'll just. Um... No, you might as well get out of the way Okay um, Are Inter missing Hakan? This is my point Are they missing Hakan in the middle? Uh, he came on later on in the game But he came on late Came on in the minute I believe Or are there deeper issues? I mean there definitely are other issues Not, to, not, not It's not like this is just a, 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 a One small problem But I feel like I feel like Kakan has been maybe on One of
1: the better midfielders this one season. One of the better
2: midfielders, maybe you know, a bit a bit um un not unmentioned, like Unsung. Unsung in the sense that they may be they may really need him.
0: Yeah.
1: At least in the league. Honestly, no. I mean yes, bro, they they, they do miss him in, in this team. Um Granted, they had the whole Champions League in mind Yes, no, well, yes, when, yes By the way, yes, anyway, uh, yes we'll, we'll get into the deeper issues later on Because I, I, okay. I do have I, a few I points I do have, a, to, I to have two me. other
2: points as well So no, anyway, we'll go over that when it comes Um As the line- for yeah. the lineups, we have Korea coming in for Martinez For Inter And we have Aslani coming in for Brozovic Otherwise, it's a rather standard formation On the other end for Monza we have Mota Dani Mota coming in for Petania we have Colpani coming in for Caprari and Rovella coming in for Machine. Um, to go over the lineups themselves we have Inter in a 3-5-2 with Onana in goal Darmian, Deveree, Bastoni as the centre-backs we have Dumfries, Borella, Aslani Mkhitaryan and Gozins in midfield Lukaku and Correa up front on the other hand, we have Dani Mota as a striker for Monza. We have Colpani and Sensi as midfielders. While well, attacking midfielders, rather, Carlos Carlos Augusto, Rovella, Rovella Pesina, and Turia in midfield. Carl Rola, Mari and Itzo at the back with the Gregorio in goal. For the game itself... We have Inter starting the game superbly, in my opinion. They, they were playing really good football. They were attacking with intent. Dumfries and Lukaku getting very close to scoring within the first five minutes of the game, both having had the chances which nearly converted into a goal. Correa nearly scored some a neat 1-2 with Lukaku in the box. He smashed a shot from the left-hand side of the area towards goal, but Di Gregoria saved rather well. Um... In the second half, we then have Inter coming, against strong, coming out strongly and almost scoring when Acherbi managed to find space. Yes, you heard that right, Acherbi in attack, <laughs> finding space to cross the ball into Monza's central box. With the, f- with the ball floating in, Lukaku managed to get ahead of his man, headed towards goal, but the gargoyle. <laughs> Managed to save it rather well and The gargoyle is a, a nice little nickname for Di Gregorio here. I really hope in Fantaculture they give him a gargoyle um, cartoon Anyway, mm. um, unfortunately for all the chances that, that Inter were creating They were not able to convert And as the scoreline intended or uh, um, Indicates ind- Indicates rather Excuse me um, English isn't my first language <laughs> um, I don't know what is In the 78th minute Swag Yes, Swag is your first language I, I just speak gibberish to women <laughs> And they're like Oh my god <laughs> Anyway uh, um, After Inter We're bossing the second half With majority with the, For the majority Sorry um, Monza win a corner um, Which then Which seemed to be Rather the only Chances they had to score That was the only time Where they looked threatening Chiria whips in a fiery cross Into the middle of the box Barella Who was Marking Calderola, I will remind you, Barella, <laughs> who is 5'7, trying to mark a giant, okay? Failed to do so, mm-hmm. shock, horror. Calderola rises up to the occasion and smacks the ball into the top corner 1 0. Into then came agonizingly, sc- agonizingly close to scoring, uh, minutes from the end, with two chances, both headed attempts on goal by Martírez, but both
1: failed to convert. Yes, so this is this is an interesting one because Inter lost out over here to um, Berlusconi and Galliani, who are who are like Milan legends, right? Yes. And you look at the guys who actually stopped them from getting the the victory. They're Inter youth products. You look at Gregorio on goal was a member of Inter's academy, and Caldira who scored the winner was actually also a member of of Inter's academy. So so it's even even more. It's salt in the wounds, right? salt in the wounds.
2: It is. They they definitely weren't happy with this one. Um, uh, Zanate also made some comments about this, which we'll speak about soon. Um, Inter have had bad games this season. That is is definitely easy to be said. Um, But I wouldn't label this a poor performance. um,
1: Overall. Not a poor performance, a poor result, right? Poor result, yes.
2: but they didn't take their chances, and this has been
1: this it's has the been same key, old
2: song, C- right? same old song. But this 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 game in particular um, was was shocking. If you look at the stats, uh, even if you were interested and have some free time, go over them. Please don't do this whilst you're driving. Don't be in heads. Um <laughs> We have Inter with 57% ball position to 43 to Monza. Inter with 25 goal attempts on target to Monza 7. 6 shots on goal. On target basically. Um, and 2 to Monza. We have um, 5 corners to inters to 5 5 corners for Inter to, to Monza's 2. And then we have Monza with 16 free kicks to Inters 8. We see that statistics, statistics-wise, Inter were were good. They were just yeah. all over Monza, but it failed to to get that finishing product. Um, Zanetti has labelled the performances as of late unacceptable, <laughs> and quite rightly so. Yeah. But what's the
1: issue? That's that's the question. And are the performances unacceptable? Because when I watch Inter, when I watch these games. I don't see a side that's struggling. I see a side that's struggling to score. It's almost sure. like the problem is psychological, e- but the instructions that are their demands are they're, they're meeting them. You know, they're putting themselves in these positions to succeed. Yes. And, you know, I mean, a late, a late Calderola header against you after you've been squandering well, well, chances. My point game. is that
2: you, you expect to concede goals. Yeah.
1: You, you can't expect, you can't
2: expect not to concede any goals. And they've been rather good defensively this season, but you have to score some goals that's in it, return. That's it. That's I it. I mean, uh, Zeko's missing. Martinez is missing. Lukaku's missing. is missing. I mean, sorry, you, can you blame the coach? Yeah. yeah. Is it, is, is it
1: fair to blame the coach? And Marco Parolo, the former Lazio midfielder, has made a very good point recently in a podcast He said that um, when you look at Inter domestically and you look at them in cup tournaments They look like two completely different sides mm-hmm. You know, you look at Inter in the Champions League, they play incredible football, they, they score They're, they're passionate, they, they're hard-working, industrious, they look different, you know And it's the same thing in the Coppa So what's going on in the league? Now his theory is that the players Are perhaps thinking about themselves nowadays They they want to be recognised on the international stage So they put in the performances in the Champions League They want to win these trophies Maybe they understand that they're not going to win Serie A Maybe they understand that Champions League qualification Isn't even that important Considering the club's situation The fact that they're willing to sell The fact that it's an ageing squad The fact that um, there's going to be a change in ownership The fact that the manager is going to be sacked um, most likely, um, Joaquim Correa has just scored the third goal for absolutely. Inter. This is another thing we talk about. Correa, what's he done yeah, all season? Nothing, Sorry, absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. Here he is curling it in.
2: Wanking, wanking around. <laughs> absolutely but, yeah. wanking around. You know, something else I wanted to mention is why are Inter so obsessed with headed goals when all these players, Zerko Martinez, Lukaku, um, Correa, they can all shoot? Yeah,
1: yeah, what's, yeah. what's
2: this obsession with trying to cross the ball?
1: It's a it's a Inzaghi's three five two, right?
2: Okay, man, but
1: you have to work with what you've got as yeah, well. Agreed, agreed. But we know that he's very <laughs> yes, he's systematic stubborn. and yes, stubborn. Yes, yes. I mean, you look at this. You know, they're, they're through in the Champions League. This guy isn't even giving the youngsters a go. He's bringing on the the seasoned I mean, players. He,
2: but he needs he needs Korea and Lukaku to score. I mean, yeah, ideally yeah. now he gets Lukaku to get a goal. Um to just to give everyone some confidence.
1: But yeah, I um, mean scoring in a packed San Zero will give you confidence, like Korea right there. That's a really, really nice, that's an one. injection of adrenaline yes. right there.
2: Um one final thing, you want to hear something funny?
1: Yes please. In the last five There haven't been enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in the last five games, um can you guess Inter's form? Well in the last five like, games? Like imagine, imagine it this is this is like the, the, the season has just started. Where would Inter be?
1: In the last five Ah, games Ah the form table The form table yes In the last five Last five I saw in the last eight They were like Just guess They were like eighth or something Just guess In the last five Just guess Twelfth (laughs) Nineteenth
2: (laughs) Nineteenth Oh my god
0: Nineteenth dude
2: Oh my god Oh my god Only Lecce is worse To round out this game Inter end this week With In fifth With 51 points Monza end this week In 13th with 38
1: Yes, so um, This whole You know um, Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde Situation that's going on With with Inter right now In the Champions League And the league Is actually the reason Why this episode Cover art is what it is It's meant to be Inzaghi smiling on one side And Inzaghi looking in horror On the other side And it just looks like He's very uncomfortable He is,
2: man It's like he's It's like he's um, He's getting the best blowjob He's ever gotten in his life Here we go again But But then he's also getting Fucked in the ass as well So it's It's it's,
1: uh... a double-edged No, it's not even a (laughs) double-edged No, it's not
2: double-edged at all, my friend It is just um, A tale of two sides There we go, sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are absolutely unhinged That is it is this like, are you preparing me for your final episode? Like, is it going to be a crazy one? Like, are you just going to come on I and just, just start say Screaming. The, I just scream the entire time. Okay. Uh, so far, only positive feedback from our listeners.
2: How about yeah. you? Apparently. So. <laughs> Listen, I, I come here with a plan to destroy this <laughs> I
1: just tried to fuck <laughs> up our podcast And somehow it's working yeah. God damn it People are texting like Ah, oh, this of of is really funny, dude It's like, yeah Yeah, it's another dynamic
2: You isn't? guys need better taste, honestly <laughs> <laughs> He's roasting his own fans so, I, I love you guys I love you guys You're, Roma you cool 3
1: Udinese Nil That was a very good bet, my friend uh, Thank you <laughs> <laughs> You want to know what the reverse fixture result was? This season? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Udinese 2-1. Udinese 4-0 Oh yeah. my lord This was, this oh was yes. when Udinese were on the rampage Oh yeah everyone were just they, fucking were, they were like everyone top, up. top three yes, for a yes. while yes, I remember that Yeah uh, Let's go see how long the season is Udinese won 4 nil against Roma in the first leg And have not won both seasonal match- matches against Roma and Serie a Since 1997-1998 So it's been that long The The two forwards who have played the most games in Serie A this season without finding the net faced each other this game. Isaac Success for Udinese with 28 appearances and Andrea Bellotti for Roma with 23 appearances.
2: Oh, they must have been, they must have really
1: feel good about themselves. Yeah, um, <laughs> did they exchange shirts? <laughs> that, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Roma, it was a 3 4 1 formation with Rui Patricio in goal. Laurentes, Smalling, and Mancini were at the back with Stefan El Shaarawy out on the left wing and the Turkish international Celik on the right wing. And, and Cristante were the midfield double pivot with Pellegrini and Bove playing behind Bellotti as the lone striker. For Udinese, it was Silvestri in goal in the three-five-two formation with Rodrigo, Becao, Bijol and Nguyen Perez as the centre-back partnerships um, Ezebui was on the right and Ludoji on the left with Loverich, Wallace and Samardzic in the middle with Isaac, success and Pereira up front now in the thirty-seventh minute the ball hit Pereira's hand in the box and this resulted in a penalty to Roma. Pellegrini wanted to take the penalty but Mourinho said no. Cristante stepped up, he crashed
0: th-
1: he crashed, he smashed the post and the ball fell to Bove, who controlled it and tapped it in. He took off in celebration and was unfortunate enough to be slapped about six times in the face by the maniac Mancini. <laughs> Now, in the 55th minute, Il Gallo Bellotti played one of those through balls we saw in his later years at Torino Perfectly through to Pellegrini, who finished expertly Um, Shortly after that, Mancini actually handled the ball in the area And the penalty was awarded Pereira stepped up to take it, but Rui Patricio saved it immaculately The game could have changed over here Um, could have been 2-1 with 20 minutes to go But of course that was not the case And then in the 91st minute A player who we didn't even think we would see this game Tammy Abraham returned to scoring ways As he headed in Spinazzola's cross Now, bro um, What did you make of this game in general? What was this? I, I Mint of this entire time has been just eating pizza <laughs> Like we, uh, Go on Wait a second, let me, let me hit you with a stat while you swallow. Roma have won eight games without conceding a goal in, say, uh, in 2023. No team has more wins but a clean sheet in this period. Napoli also with eight. Juve and Lazio follow up with seven. On the other hand, Ujala Rossi have not won any of the last nine top-flight games in which they have conceded at least one goal.
2: Wow, okay.
1: Um.
2: Well, as for the game itself, I think that... I think that um apart from Milan being so street smart I think Roma are by definition by definition as street smart as them yeah and they definitely they definitely seem to also really follow the mission that that Morenia has has brought to, to the to the team and it's working for them rather well and um they just Even now that they're scoring goals And they're definitely not The the most exciting attacking team In the league Um, They're just such a strong Defensive unit though And I keep keep repeating that And I think I'm going to keep Repeating it till I go Off this pod And they just They just believe They can't concede
1: Yeah And they they, It's one of Mourinho's main principles There's a show That Matt and I often talk about On this podcast Um, All or nothing all or nothing Spurs have you, mm-hmm. have you heard of it Yeah It's, it's fucking fantastic bro You look at um, You see Mourinho The way he talks to players You see the way he handles people There's a conversation that, That's actually That was actually viral You've probably seen it the Conversation he had with Dele Ali. It's yeah. so powerful His man management is incredible dude yep. And he, one of his main principles One of the, his main footballing philosophies Is that you cannot concede You can't concede that's that's the main thing For any good team You can't concede goals And, and It's so different To what we're used to eh? It's so different To what we're used to And he really transmits That to his players Players hate conceding goals Look look at the Look at the players When they concede of Roma They fucking hate it They hate it They absolutely hate
2: it Probably they get howled training I suppose yeah. that, That's the reason why yeah.
1: <laughs> Their ways <He's> Conditioning them <laughs> But this was um, also, by the way The best Rui Patricio performance I've seen in a long time, dude he, In a he long, needed that. long time He needed time. that big time He really did um, and he Even saved. Pellegrini And it was a good penalty, yeah. Huh? Yes, um, it was By Pereira Pellegrini also had a good game And um, I think that it's probably due to the fact That baller was out And he could have taken a more advanced role Because Pellegrini thrives in an advanced role it, He does And Dybala does hinder him a little bit But he has to adapt Dybala only makes the team better Yes, I agree yeah um, and Um Dybala, by the way, has been involved in 17 goals against Udinese Serie a, 10 goals and Holy 7 smokes. assists Since 2005, only Francesco Totti with 20 goals against Parma And Domenico Berardi with 18 goals against Milan Have been involved in more goals against a single opponent in the competition Jeez. So Dybala really missed out here to stat pad a little bit He did, he did Next time, buddy Yeah, yeah. So this was North Pereira's day, as we discussed. He gave away a penalty and he nope. missed his at a crucial time when it rains it pours,
2: It does, man. It sure bloody hell does Some, pour. Like it.
1: everyone
0: have, has, those everyone games. has his games, you know. Yeah. I
2: mean, you 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 complimented him. You were you put him as your top of the season. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it is going to happen. You're not going to have brilliant performances every game. Yeah, you know, it's just um, you know you just have to take it on the chin and you know move on. I, I had a, I had a terrible performance in my last 10 ball game. I played like ass. But what am I going to do about it? Go back to training and I hopefully you know pick up where I where I left off and try to improve. And these yeah. guys are professionals. prayer as a professional. Um,
1: so I'm sure that next next match we'll we're going to see him bounce back. Yes. The polar opposite, this was Tammy Abraham's entire situation over here, a game he wasn't even meant to feature in due to injury, he came on, no one was expecting to see him, there was nothing expected of him, Um, Roma had a 2-0 lead, so he was literally playing without any pressure, and this was the perfect moment for him to increase his confidence a little bit, to boost his confidence, and he actually managed to score a header without any pressure, so nice little confidence boost for him, so we'll see if towards the end of the season he can actually carry this Roma side on his shoulders because up front they are lacking they're quite the ball dependent.
2: They are, they are. Uh, and set
1: piece reliant. Bellotti well. looked better though. Bellotti that ball. That ball was Bellotti gorgeous. looked
2: better. Yeah. Um so interesting to see what's gonna happen. Um perhaps perhaps this also opens up some avenues for him as well. Yeah. Um so it's yeah true.
1: Udinese are one of those teams right now who don't really have anything to play for, just players trying to shine or draw attention at the moment. They're not going to get relegated, they're not going to get Europe, they're just straight vibing. Mm -hmm. So these are the the weird teams right now that um, it's it's not the worst thing to play them at the moment. No. But yeah, um, let's go to the table. Yes, sir. Roma currently sit in third with 56 points. While Udinese sit in twelfth with thirty nine points. Uh, the previous game we discussed was in Tarmonza, I believe we forgot to say where they I were. So
2: I mentioned them. I don't forget, my friend. You did. Yes. Oh yes. Okay. Don't you? Don't you dare do that to me. You're up, don't my brother. Dirty. This is
1: the game you've been. You've had this game open <laughs> for the boss. <laughs> 15 minutes, dude. Well, can you blame me? <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, for those of you who live under a rock, um, <laughs> Mintoff over here is a Sassuolo fan. I am, I, am. I, I do like that club. I didn't even know they existed personally until I met, <laughs> met Mintoff. That's that's a, that's a big fib, right there. That's a fib. You, that. you
2: knew you know everything about Serie A football and you yeah. knew about Sassuolo, yeah, yeah. I just made I just, I just gave you the, the magnifying glass that I have as yeah. well to, to observe them with the. Yeah, with the pink eyed
1: glasses and, that I use, and you were like, and you were like, Jake, let's go to the Mape let's watch them against Inter. It'll be fun. I'm like, okay, and we went. We had our little green kits on, me, Matt, and Mintoff. Very cute. Their photos. You can yes, you can see them on our on our Instagram. Cute. Yes, Um we went, and My we we were 30. the only Sassuolo fans in the stadium or in we're, our sector. We're in our sector. In our sector, definitely in our, definitely se- the in our three. sector. Yes. Um, and it was so It was so bad That That we weren't even We didn't have to deal With any hostility Everyone found it hilarious That there were three Sassuolo yes. fans And this, I think, uh, they this like, I think they found this cute they, Yeah they, they were constantly Taking the piss Like like when, when, when Sassuolo scores, uh, I screamed <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my mom. And they were like "Ah, Patience <laughs> Still early then They made that triple whammy They brought on Zekov Vidal br- They brought on and three Who fucking, was
2: I think it was the, It was uh, DeMarco Okay And they and then DeMarco Crossed the ball yeah. To fucking Zekov Zekov fucking Scores in 30 seconds yeah. I was like Are you fucking kidding me <laughs> that, was, that was a fun
1: game <laughs> That bro. was a fucking crazy game good. I've got to go watch another
2: game so. yeah, yeah We do
1: um, And you mentioned The Kurvan Yes the I was going to say or...
2: Lately Lately Things are growing Um the Curva Nord in Sassuolo is looking a little bit more supportive. Yes, um, they're more a bit more lively. There's a few people actually jumping up and down for once.
1: Yeah, there are a few uh, people in the stands. There are a few people crazy. in the stands.
2: So maybe maybe performances are finally waking up to the fact that there are Sassuolo fans out there, but they just um, have been sleeping rather. And I feel like um, it's been a Overall, topsy-turvy season for for Sassuolo, but now things are looking on the up. Um, usually, it's the usually it's the reverse. Usually, they start really well and then they slowly sort of mm, trickle mm. down, and this is sort of happening in reverse this time, which is interesting because um, things are still up for up for grabs for this club, and and with all things considered, they're they're doing well with the munitions that they have. Um so yeah nice to see them grow and I I I I'm 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 happy to see that and I hope it does keep happening because uh, I do like the club and I would love to see them grow from strength to strength. Um <clears throat> to mention this game in particular, uh, Sassuolo did in fact beat Juve 1-0. Um, as for form, it was even Steven as they say Sassuolo entered this game with three wins, one draw and one loss to Juve three wins, one draw and one loss very even what's not so even is the head-to-head between these two clubs. Sassuolo have only won one engagement against Juve, to Juve's seven and two draws. Extremely one-sided between the two. Um, <clears throat> However, history isn't always the main protagonist, as we often know in football. And uh, if we check the if we check the last ten games between um, both sides. We see You know If, if we check the, the form table As Jake rightly put it before We see Juve sitting in 3rd place To Saswala in 4th In the last 10 matches By oh, the way shit. And the last 50 matches We see Juve sitting in 4th To Saswala in 6th By the way oh. So um, Saswala ever since the World Cup
1: Have been looking pretty darn strong How is it looking in the last 30 matches?
2: In the last 30 matches Sassuolo are 10th man <laughs> <laughs> i uh, you, you, you're trying to dick me around About the table And you don't know Any time Any club Yeah You're the one checking all the time I have, I have, I have sp-
1: to check bro I, I don't memorize I know my shit It changes very quickly It changes every week James. Exactly That's what's very quick It's quick bro
2: Life is short Life is short Life is fast Do you live Do you live in
1: the fast lane? I live love and laugh dude Whoa. Oh my
0: What's going on? Benfica are just scoring (laughs) (laughs) goals Like it's no tomorrow Everyone's scoring right now Yes
2: Defenders Goalkeepers Referees And yellow cards
1: Yeah David Neres Always looks like He just ripped the bong
2: he does look. I think. I think he does partake in the summer. Anyways, um, as for formations itself, some some lineup changes. We see that Bayrami came in for the injured Berardi. We also see Milik back in the squad for uh, back in the starting eleven instead of Keane. We see Perrin in exchange for Chesney and Barbieri. Never heard of this guy coming in for Quadrado. As for the lineups themselves, we have Sassuola in a 4 3 3 formation with Consili in goal. We have Rogerio, Trissoldi, Ehrlich, and Tolian in defense. Matheus, Enrique, Lopez, Fratesi, and in midfield, Loriente, Pinamonte, and Bayrami up front. As po- on the opposing side, we have in a 5 2 formation. We have Vlahovic and Milik as the strikers. Barbieri, Fagioli, Paredes, Rabio, and Kostic in midfield. Gatti, Bremer, and Danilo in defense with Perrin in goal. Um, to go over some uh, some other points, right before we go, in, go over the game, um, there's some interesting stats, um, that in, in this game in particular, there were a lot of eyes on Consili, especially after his howlers last, um, last weekend, so there was a lot of pressure on him to perform, um, with Berardi being out so so often this season and being having a bit of a flaky season due to injuries um, it's good to see the team is still adapting and figuring out how to utilise wins and play games without him uh, and I, I, I think the fact that they have Lorient on the opposing flank really helps them lose the dependency that they have they've had for so many years it, it's yeah, always yeah, been yeah, down yeah, the right yeah, flank yeah. that they have to build things so i feel like that's easier now now that's a much better situation for saswala for two factors one it's much harder for opposing clubs to create a plan where you contain two wingers i don't think there's a formation where you're going to adequately do adequately do that um, to full effect Um, And two, it also helps you to be less dependent on one hand, on one flank, and create more creative outlets overall in your game. So uh, it's very nice to see that, although it's not nice to see Berardi having a bit of a a torrid time of things, being Mm. injured so often. I mean, he's my favorite player uh, by far, so um, that doesn't make me happy. But uh, overall, as a club, it's still good to see. And I, 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 I think... Um, whenever Berardi is in the stands, and he always goes, no, no, no matter what, if he's injured or if he's he's been shot, he's always you know really, really animated um, in yeah. the stands, and, and 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 look, it's good to see.
1: He's becoming what the Italians call a bandiera. For, for Sassuolo Kind of like an icon uh figurehead You know Kind of like Di Natale was at Udinesia, of, I like, you know. I like that bro. I like that and too I respect it Honestly These I re- are re- the types of people After they retire uh, You love the, them man The article will I'm come I'm so up. happy
2: I have a signed Shirt of his bro yeah. You have a
1: signed Berardi shirt I have That's a signed nice. Shirt nice,
2: Dude I have it at home I, I have to hang it again yeah. uh, And I have a signed Caputo shirt as well But oh, um, I might spill a, a Spill beer over that one <laughs> um, uh, One other thing To mention is that um, Mr. Rabiot Could be breaking some uh, Juve, Ju- Juve records here He's currently on 8 goals This season with 8 games left To play He, With 1 goal he could equal Pavel, Pavel Nedved, Marquisio, Kedira, And Arturo Vidal's 9 goals In seasons To be the highest scoring midfielder Oh my god, that's if he no scores, joke. If he and sco- This is on the final year of his contract <laughs> Such and a if, predicament. And if he scores, um, uh, and if he scores um, two more, he would be the all-time leading midfielder for Juventus in wow. one season. By the way, there we go. Do you redeem Rabiot? I would. Uh, if his demands are astronomical, um, if they get Champions League, I definitely would. I don't see. The, I don't see the point yeah, why. But, wouldn't.
1: but you know, the second he signs that contract, he's gonna be back to his usual self.
2: But then you sell him for for quite a bit more money, then. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean I, I think that you were still gonna bene- you still gonna sell this guy for 30, 35 million,
0: which yeah.
1: won't be bad. He's yeah, twenty eight. I mean you could you could make some money off him. Yeah. Uh, for the game itself, we have Sassuolo um, coming closest
2: to the goal to a goal in the first twenty minutes, where Maxim Lopez plays a pass to Biarme down the left flank, who then tees himself up to. Smack of volley towards goal, which is then well saved by Perrin. It's a relatively first, 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 quiet first half apart from that. We then see in the second half, Sassuolo come back out to 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 try and bite at uh, Juventus. The third comes on early on in the second half. He then comes inches away from scoring his second goal of the season after Bayramio crosses the ball towards the Frenchman uh, and he manages to head the ball into um into the goal but Perrin with this um, goal line stop almost almost go the ball is almost going into the goal already he manages to claw it out of his own goal and keep the score level Um, however and um, Juveduc end up conceding in the 63rd minute when Bayrami whips in another corner which is cleared only as far as Fagioli who then mistakenly plays the ball to Defrel who controls the ball down and fires a low shot into the goal um, You can definitely see Fagioli rather um, sad when he subbed off at
1: his blatant mistake unfortunately. Yeah, And, and Allegri is hilarious by the way You know he's, he's a no-nonsense manager Like <laughs> Fagioli made that mistake and he subbed him out immediately Immediately <laughs> Immediately, immediately he, did, he, did, he did Immediately He burst out crying On the bench oh, I, felt, I felt really it, bad It was Inconsolable I think there was like Some Juve player Trying to like yeah. Cheer him up I don't know who it was It was uh, the, the third goalkeeper ah, The guy who never played The yeah, third goalkeeper Pinsolio oh, yeah, Pinsolio The guy who's sometimes Bald and sometimes Has a full head of hair yeah. Yeah. Can you give me your secrets please? I mean, so
2: I think it's Turkey. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I need some money for that. Um uh, Concili, uh, managed to make amends for last week's howlers by keeping out a brilliant header from Rabio from it was basically going go, going in there was no there was no doubt about it and Consigliere became Spider-Man and saved it and kept it out. Sasuolo managed to defensively um keep this game in their in their pocket and seal it for a one zero victory um some points to to go over um a couple of uh, one two two speculative points and then one one rather um more of a fact we'll go we we'll, we'll start with that one uh, so as as have been looking better arguably as the as the game Games have been going on this season. They 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 definitely look better. They 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 looked better than Juve. I think yeah. no one can deny it. Saswala came close to scoring two, three, four chances. Juve only had a few really serious chances to score. Cesaro um, still remain the Robin Hoods of the league. Yes, um, but they've also been more clinical. Um, When facing smaller clubs as well So they're still Robin Hood But they've also looked a bit better Against smaller clubs too So in my opinion this is a Collective better um, Season Rather than last year Because it seems like they're learning They're adapting and they're improving As to just beating bigger clubs last year And faltering against small ones Um Is there any chance for them to have a Conference League push? They are sitting in 10th with 40 points with Atalanta, I believe, in that Conference League spot
1: with 48. Uh, 49. 49. Um, It's tough and I don't see it happening at all. Looking at the teams that currently sit in front of Sassuolo, I think they have more of a chance. You look at the form, for example, Fiorentina and Bologna are on. It's remarkable. You look at the fact that Juve are going to fly up yeah, that puts Inter and Atalanta in contention for that for that spot. It, it's yeah. not looking promising for Sassuolo to get Europe this year, but you know another mid-table, high mid-table finish um, will only mean that they they can actually continue to um, develop the project that they have going on with Dionisi. You know sure. they can bring in a few players. Like, like you know, granted that teams. Teams in the mid-table region and lower and say, uh, are always tasked with this extremely daunting task to kind of build a team w- without actually keeping your best players to build it around. You know yes, what I mean? Like, yes, like yes. you look at, for example, Empoli, Right you look at the fact that they have okay Parizi and Baldanzi who would be great to build a team around if if they could hold on to those two guys and actually would, but be. they can't that's the thing yeah. and it's the same thing with with Sassuolo can they hold on to Laurenta, for example I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, hot maybe, property. maybe
2: this season they can, but next season, unless they get, unless they get Europe, they won't be getting. Yeah. They won't be
1: There long. are a few players that they have managed to hold on to that are Fratesi. very good. Fratesi, who it's they've been. Maxime Lopez is a fantastic register, one of the best in the league. You look at the. Bayram is not looking bad. huh? is not looking bad either. Um, but again, Bayrami was. Brought in, he was brought in. in damage limitation. To, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. While, while losing the likes of Traore, yes. Raspadori, um, Skamaka, you know. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. With that being said, if 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 Saspora
2: do have a good finish, they say, let's say they they finish ninth or eighth, um, and they manage to keep the squad as it is, with one or two reinforcements. Or rather than rather, rather than asking that question, what would be a fantastic reinforcement for them to to to, to look into
1: acquiring? For in what position? That's my question. Oh. it can, um, it okay. can, be, a, it can so be a player. I think the first thing that Saswala need to do is sort out that um, problem they have at the back. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, the likes of imagine Saswala can land someone like Stefan Posh. That would be massive. Uh, the problem is that mm, he's that he's a player who's on par on a team of the same level, so he's probably yes. going to upgrade. Um, so you have to look at the bottom, the bo- bottom toilet. Bascaroto would be a fantastic signing Holy for them. Mother of that God. would be great. Um, Holy mother of God! You know <laughs> it, it that would, would be lovely. It man. would be amazing. Fuck! Again, the, granted they have a good goalkeeper out on loan, so Swallow, but um, a signing like Vicario, oh. Would be incredible oh. Um I don't know e- Even even something like In Zola Would be so, so you, good for them.
2: You think it's more defensive That they should focus on At the moment Rather than their strikers Yes I,
1: I think that the, This has been a problem That hasn't really been addressed for By Sassuolo for a long time Particularly those fullbacks You know Rogerio yeah. Antolian I mean it, it feels like I'd My entire life I've been watching Rogerio Antolian I'd love to see them
2: new a new fullback Jesus yeah. Christ man
1: Yeah Um Parisi would be a great a great option as well because Parisi would totally fit the team. Markitsa. going going forward, Mark not Markitza. Mark, um, um the the guy from Sarriettano. Fucking hell, um. Ma, uh, Mazzocchi Mazzocchi Thank you Yes, yes was Mazzocchi blanking. Marquezza is already a Sassuolo player Yes he was <laughs> <laughs> Okay um, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to mm, add Or we should really, move on to really. the Monday Night Madness As
2: for standings here We have Juve sitting in 7th with 44 points And Sassuolo
1: in 10th with 40 Monday Night Madness Fiorentina 1 Atalanta 1 Atalanta had won 5 of their previous 8 Serie A matches against Fiorentina With 1 draw and 2 losses After having never managed to beat the Viola in the previous 13 games in the top flight with four draws and nine losses. So Atalanta basically had the moment where they improved This is with, with Papu Gomez, Ileg Sheehan, whatever And they had Fiorentina completely figured out But now it's like the tide has changed a little bit Fiorentina won their last, say, home match against Atalanta But they haven't recorded two wins in a row against them at the Frankie since 2015 Since then, six matches, so two wins, two draws and two losses Both managers had late injury scratches Sofyan Amrabat for Fiorentina and Adamola Lookman for Atalanta Uh, for Fiorentina it was a 4-1-4-1 formation for Vincenzo Italiano with Terracciano in goal Terzic as the left back with Martina Squarta Milenkovic as the centre-backs and Dodo out on the right Mandragora was playing in front of the defence Nico Gonzalez was out on the left with Jonathan Icona out on the right. Barak and Castrovelli played behind Cabral for Gasperini's Atalanta. It was a 3 4 1 2 formation with Sportiello and Gold, Toloi, Jim City and Scalvini at the back with Joaquim Mele out on the right and Zappa on the left. Ederson, Darun, and Coop Miners were in the middle with Hoyland and Duvan Zapata as the striking partnership. Now, In the 37th minute, Mele rampaged into the box, catching defenders off guard and thundered a goal in. That took a slight deflection. There was a yellow card for the celebration. Um, Mele was tapping his nose for the celebration. Um, And the the, the referee was having none of that. Uh, He obviously, Guida thought it was a cocaine reference. Um, So he gave him a yellow card. Weird, weird. Why would you tap your nose after scoring a goal?
2: I don't know. It's, it, it was a really weird celebration. Yeah. I think sometimes they just they just ready to to take the to take the you um, know card and just be, be cheeky, be cheeky little buggers. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: shit it Yes. In the fifty-sixth minute, um, Toloi handled the ball in the box. There was a long VAR check, very long over here. Um Cabral stepped up, took an authoritative penalty and um, got things all level. Cristiano Barraghi came on and his first touch as a substitute was a free kick that he banged off the upright. There were great chances for both teams, particularly Fiorentina. Sportiello had a massive save on a Bonaventura header. Now, some observations I made from the game. uh, Duvan Zapata has never looked so immobile in his life, (laughs) um, especially when you watch him play next to Hoyland, Erasmus Hoyland, who... Doesn't stop running. He's so full of life and energy. It's full, full of sprite. Yeah, and then you look at Duvan Zapata right now, now who isn't looking particularly fit? Mm. Um, Has he looked fit this season? No, not really. Um, Muriel came on and looked even worse. I, I don't know. <laughs> These two are it's, such jokes, yeah. <laughs> Muriel did, such did jokes, didn't dude. get. Anything off this game Everything failed for him And you see him at the end Trying to explain himself To Duvan Zapata And Duvan Zapatas actually Clearly judging him When you know Pot calling the kettle black But yeah These two guys
2: Have to go next year
1: They do uh, they're, they're done I think this level is a, a, The ambitions That Atalanta are showing Are, are too much for, yes. for, for this type of player Especially when they have The, the likes of I don't know Boga Lookman And Hoyland Who are doing so well um, What are Okay so first of all <laughs> Fiorentina were dominant um, Atalanta would have Never had a game like this Two seasons ago They were so pinned back And Fiorentina actually Did dictate the tempo Of this game What are your thoughts On Castrovilli Castrovilli is a player That receives very high praise uh, He's kind of that Fantasista yes. libero Of free roll You don't really give him a position He kind of flows And reads the game himself Do you rate him highly? I used to really like him Two
2: seasons ago um, uh, Back when, when Fiorentina were a very different team um, back when they, they even had Blachovic still um, mm. I, I, I think he has a lot of promise I feel like I feel like he needs He still needs a bit of time To figure himself out As well as mm. a player uh, But he is much improved yes, And yes. I feel like It's nice to see that He's come back into the team Because there was a time Where He also had health Had like a heart problem yeah, yeah, And like yeah. they, they were wondering If he's going to play football Ever again Um and then he then he was uh, out of sorts really mm. so um I'm
1: sorry, but your dog is distracting me yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's snoring some.
1: He's snoring, it's but, it's but they won't hear him because of the noise. See. Anyways, I hope at least.
2: Um, but yeah, the the, the min, he, he he's looking
1: good. I think that yeah. he's, he's one to watch next year. I don't think he's national team standard. No, I agree. But but he is a promising little talent. Yes, he is. Um, Ederson, I can't help but feel that Ederson has improved for Atalanta in this kind of uh, defensive box-to-box role. He's doing quite well. He carries the ball very well. Yeah. Um, and my last point before we move on to the next game is about Sportello is Sportiello too good to be a substitute goalkeeper next season? Apparently, Milan have been after him for a while. They're looking to get him in instead of um, Tatarusano. Now, is yeah, Sportello no? Yes, but is Sportello too good?
2: I think he would be. A he could wa- be a starter. He would be a, right? with, would be a bit of a waste, in my yeah. opinion. Um, probably, you can find cheaper alternatives for a start for a second goalkeeper for Milan. In my honest. Um, Opinion, but um, I mean, it would definitely be a nice thing to have. Yeah, as yeah. A, as a second goalkeeper to bring in sports, especially
1: with Manion's track record, yeah. missing a couple of games this season. Yeah, yeah. so
2: so you know, you, you're kind of giving, telling sports that listen, you have two months where you're going to be playing. Um, so it could be something to consider. Yeah, I yeah. think it would, would definitely be something
1: to interest Milan. Atalanta currently sit in 6th with 49 points, while Fiorentina sit in ninth with 42 points.
2: Ay, yi, yi. it is getting pretty darn hot up there. Um, so take off all your clothes. In the next fixture, we have Torino against Salernitana. This game ended 1-1.
1: We, <coughs> what's this? The the maroon derby. What the fuck is that color? They they just I don't know, it's like a brownish red. It's like a, it's like a um,
2: yeah, it, it, that is it's not it, maroon, it's burgundy. It? Burgundy, They're, They're, uh, oh, the burgundy derby. The burgundy derby. That sounds yeah. cool, actually. Thanks in English, at least. There we go. And no, I don't think. Can you, can you, whilst I speak about this, can you take any trying to translate it in Italian and tell us what it, what it is?
0: Sure.
2: Um, as for the form we have torino coming into this game with two wins one draw and two losses as opposed to salernitana with zero wins five draws and zero losses we also have the head-to-head fixtures between the two we have torino besting salernitana in this case with five wins to to Salernitana's three and two draws, draws keeping the sides We also have some interesting stats for you here Salernitana have drawn each of their 5 league games Only 3 sides have drawn 6 or more games consecutively in Serie A since the start of the last decade SPAL 6 in 2018 Kyiv 6 in 2018 And Genoa 7 in 2022 are now draw with Kievo and Spal with 6 draws in a row um, Salernitana have also lost only 12 of their 29 games in Serie A this term they have never done so so well at this stage in any of their competition's history they are currently in 15th position if they were to stay here until the end of the season it would equal their best finish in the top division which was back in 1998-1999 wow. where they also finished 15th
1: the translation is il derby borgognone sounds a bit lame il derby borgognone <laughs> il derby borgognone can you can you create
2: a, can you create a snippet of that please sure bro nice and then the, just whenever um, sanerana and um Torino play, you can play this. There derby on Exactly. Um, as for um, key changes in the formations for both clubs, we have Radonic or Miranchuk, whichever you want to say, coming in exchange for Vlas- Vlasic. We have Gigi coming in for sure um, in Torino's defence. Castagnos is back in the squad and Vilena replacing Koulibaly, who is injured for Salernitana. To speak about the game itself... The game started rather evenly. Arguably, Salernitana looked a bit more um, eager um, than than Torino at the start. They looked sharper and were 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 um, coming close to 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 scoring. And boy, did they score! In the ninth minute, for with a lovely goal that was really badly executed. There, mm. Kandeva was stemming down the left flank, and um, he went out wide to open up space for his for his teammates. He then plays a low ball to Piontek who controls the ball well and then plays a great um, layoff pass to Velena? The Flying Dutchman comes in and scores a Luis Alberto as a goal. What a beauty. Top corner. Great, I really dude. like how I just called him the Flying the Dutchman flying on the fly Dutchman, there. dude. There you That's friggin' great. go. Percy, Van Percy. Van Percy. You, you have been... Flying Dutchman out of this. And that was a legendary goal. That was a legendary goal. Yes. Um, Kandeva then finds space again in the middle of the pitch. He then charges towards goal. He rattles a low shot towards um, towards Milinkovic-Savic with an awkward deflection. It it lies. It it it, um, it finds itself into Piontek's path rather, who really should have scored. And manage, manages to only hit the post. Radonic then comes very sc- very close to scoring at the end of the first half. He charges down the left-hand flank. He then moves to the byline. He, sh- he hits a shot towards goal. It deflects off Gom- Gomber, which then hits the crossbar and goes out for a corner. Second half, 1-1. 57th minute, Torino were looking better in the second half overall, they were looking dangerous whenever they received the ball, Um, and in this case, Voivoda had then received the ball in the middle of the park, he then tried to play a through ball into Sanabria, but it was blocked by Gyomber, but only as far as Miranchuk. The Russian, who was then on the edge of the area, looks around to see his options, he then starts to push the ball forward, Three Saturday players tried to press him to get the ball off the um, uh, the pesky Russian. And um, to their dismay, he instead of shoots, plays a cheeky ball into Sanabria, unmarked in the middle of the box, fires a shot into the back of the net for his team. Bradanich uh, almost scored again after they had just come draw. He cracked a shot towards goal, but on an uh, Osho sorry was was um, matched him well in that regard and saved it with red- relative ease Radonic um was constantly a threat towards till the end of the game um and was definitely considered to be the man of the match overall as he was a serious threat whenever he received the ball and always looked like he could have scored very unlucky to not have scored mm-hmm. in this game he looked uh, he looked eager to grab one for uh, for his goal tally um, Serenitana <clears throat> have now managed to 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 get another draw, Sixth in a row. Now they look to be rather safe in Italy. Suso has now seemed Susa. To, Susa, sorry, has now seemed to have created a solid force, one which is hard to beat, but one which is not managing to seal games as well. So yes. it's a bit of an awkward situation that they are in. Um, if you ask me But um, Overall I think They should be happy Relatively mm-hmm. with The situation Yes um, That they find themselves to I be.
1: think the The objective for Salernitana The season was survive no? Have a have a better season Than you did last year um, re- Let's remember Last season They looked worse Than like You look at Sampdoria now Yes, yes They yes. looked worse They were they, terrible they, Yeah
2: yeah, They were like consider
1: consider the goals Like it was yeah. nothing So that's not five go- Five draws in a row Salernitana yeah. six. six Six draws in a row That's yes. mad so, um, spe- a bit of speculation
2: from my end. If Sanitana were to manage to grab six more points till the end of the campaign, they would be safe for Yes, I, th- I think
1: 36 points is enough, right? To, I, would to believe so. yeah. I would believe so. Um,
2: should Torino be happy with this result and their overall performance this season? Um, you know, Torino have... These are the games where you feel like Torino should be winning, mm-hmm. Well, they were winning at the beginning of the season, and now that they've now they've slowed down a little bit, but they don't so, look bad. Yeah, they don't look bad. They've, but Vlasic, Vlasic has slowed down. Yeah. Miranchuk isn't scoring, so not breast scoring in exchange. But we'll so, speak about him in a
1: So the first positive sign that Torino showed after losing Bellotti and uh, plateauing and fighting relegation for so long was bringing in Ivan Juric and having yurich there uh, is is already a massive thing now yes. other than that now the problem was always in personnel no, so you know they never actually quite invested um, but you look at them now they have a few very interesting talents and the young you, ones young, the which talents. is important for yurich yes. Richie, Illich, miranchuk yes single you know, these guys are all hot talents um, who, Buongiorno who are, Buongiorno, Karamo yeah. These guys are, are a great foundation And you can build a team around them A solid team And I think that Torino will only continue to improve yes. um, And they do need a striker We've been screaming about yes. this for so long Since Bellotti left They just haven't had a striker And they need one You know, Sanabria, sure, he's good um, But he's more of an impact player You know, you bring him on He'll, he'll, he'll put in a shift Sanabria not... has 10 goals this season He stepped up But yes, year enough. He's not the guy you would want because his his career highs have never been higher than this, you know, or much mm-hmm. higher than this. You want a, someone who can potentially put twenty in for you if you want, if you want to be at that level, you know. Yeah. And you have players to service them because you've got players out wide who are capable of crossing. You've got the likes of Miranchuk, Eluch and Rizzi who can also play you through. You know, it's a, a striker, and this is the missing piece. And and I felt this for a while. Yes, I agree with you, and I, I
2: um. It's just sad because I you know when they get a new striker, I think that Sonbra will then
1: end up leaving. I don't think he would play. maybe i mean... I don't think he'd be playing second fiddle if you ask me he's twenty seven years old he he definitely has um time he does he to does. to really establish himself, but I don't know i I think he could actually compete, you know even well, if you bring in a new striker, maybe maybe um so
2: yeah, Torino end this game week in eleventh with thirty nine points, Sonaritano end this game
1: week in fifteenth with thirty. The next game on my agenda is Cremonese 1 Empoli nil. Cremonese and Empoli have met only once in Serie A, doing so in the reverse fixture this season with Empoli winning 2 0. The goals were scored by Cambiaghi and Parisi. Cremonese had won their last league match 3 2 against Sampdoria. They have achieved two wins in a row in Serie A for the first time since March 1996 when they managed victories against Lazio and Padova. So Cremonese making history over here despite their dreadful season. Um, yeah, Cremonese had conceded goals in each of their previous seven Serie A home games. The last time they, uh, they had a longer run in the competition was May 1992 10 in a row. But of course, they did not concede this match, so that run is over. 4 3 1 2 for Davide Ballardini's Cremonese with Carnesecchi in goal, Valeria out on the left, and Nicola on the right, with Vasquez and Lachosvili Lacoste- at the back. Castagnetti, Meta, and Pickle were the midfield three, with Galdames playing behind Dessers and Tsajou. For Empoli, it was the impressive Perizan in goal, with Ebwehi on the right and Parisi on the left. Luperto and De Winter were the centre back duo. Midfield three of Bandinelli, Marin, and Fazzini, with Baldanzi playing in the pocket, and Caputo and Piccoli playing up front. Piccoli has not yet managed a goal for Empoli. Mm. Now the action started early when Sir Nicola played a perfect ball to Desers, who controlled and finished right in front of the keeper. He finished between the goalkeeper's legs. His first goal since that late brace against Sassuolo. Do you remember that one? I do. Unfortunately, <laughs> now, bro, in the ninetieth minute, someone hit the post. Do you do you know Walukovic? Walukovic? You know the guy, Calleary? Well, back. Steve takes oh, some of fantasy football every year.
2: Loves to do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, he had a nice little back heel that hit the the post at the end of the game. Oh, but nice. other than that, Cremonese shut up shop very well, and they didn't mm-hmm. really suffer this game. They conceded long range attempts, but they were mostly off target. So nice to see Cremonese doing well here. Ballardini magic. He score early, and you shithouse house your way to victory. Interesting stat over here about the man who you have assigned the shirt of, um, Francesco Caputo has scored three goals. In 30 games so far this season Only in 2010-2011 has he netted fewer goals In a single Serie A campaign when he scored just one goal in 12 appearances for Bari So yeah um, Another fun little statistic over here Cremonese's serial Dessers has been invol- involved in more goals for them in Serie A this season Eight goals um, Eight involvement, sorry, with six goals and two assists after the assist he provided in the last game against Sampdoria, the forward could be involved in a, or became involved in a goal in successive games in the competition for the first time since October 2022, where he scored goals against Napoli and Spezia. So see, this is another deployable player over here for for yes. Yes. He might be good for one of the teams that's newly promoted. You bring him in. I, I don't think.
2: No, I don't think. He, I don't. Yeah, he could definitely, he could definitely make some work for 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 a, for a newly He Newly promoted he could, team, he could I definitely. I mean he could even play for Serenitana or he could play for, um, uh, you know, um, Verona or Spets. These are are all teams who could use him and these are all teams who could probably
1: find some some Improvement as well He's not a bad player I'm not sure he'd start For the likes of Spezia And Salernitana Considering the options They have Uh, Well the options That they have right now Do you really think That they are staying This season
2: I I would be
1: shocked But but Salernitana When they make moves In the market They tend to go For the audacious They try to bring in um, What's his name Diego Costa um, not a, f- a few seasons ago yes. They brought in Ochoa They've brought in The likes of Kandreva Piontek They make these Interesting moves Yes So I think they could do better Than this is. Fair point
2: that's, that's, That is a good point The
1: great escape Eight, g- eight games left bro, kremonese
2: I mean I mentioned this Last week yeah. And I feel like
1: Something has changed
2: dude a bit in 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 Cremonese, They're playing a bit no they're playing a bit more no nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And 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 they're enjoying
1: it. They're celebrating. And they're a bit happy, man. I
2: I think Baliardini has just told them, fuck it. We let us just try. And if we manage, we'll have fucking the best time of our lives. And if we don't, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And um, you know, it's been fun. Yeah. Um you know, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, I mean, I mean. Um, they only but need a few wins, though, because Spitzer aren't looking good anymore. They're not, and and they're the team I think that they they're targeting. I think Verona get out of this the way that Verona have been playing. They creep out of the situation That they're in Slowly but surely And shortly. you think
1: Spezia and I, th- fall?
2: and I think Spezia might fall With mm. the way things Are going right now mm-hmm. um, But for all, for all We know Spezia wake up again Cremon
1: to go back To shitting the mm. house um, and you Keep know. an eye on Lecture as well Who we haven't won a game In what feels like forever huh? um, With 28 points Over there
2: I don't know I still think it's Spezia though I mean Inzola has slowed down now I think he's He's done his goals For the season He might grab one or two more but that was the main hope, and yeah. you know you can't you can't bank on a striker the whole season to to save your ass, yeah. you know. Um, that's my opinion. but okay. um, we'll, but we'll, but see, but we'll yeah? see. We will see.
1: We'll see. It's, it's going to be good. It is going to be good. Yeah. Okay. Um, again. It's time for Zanetti to manage the Police side—they're going to be raided, absolutely raided. Yes. Um, the likes of Baldanzi and Parisi will be the first, the to, first go. to go. Yeah, the likes of Fazzini and an interesting young talent over yeah. there. Will probably go Marin as well as hot property. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. So let's let's see what what they can do over here. I personally really like Paolo Zanetti, and I do hope he stays um, at Empoli next season. But yeah. So standings, Empoli currently sit in 14th with 32 points, while, where the fuck are they? At the bottom, bro. Ah, oh, shit, them. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, has uh, sit in 19th with 19 points. Yeah, I do this thing where I blank out.
2: Bro. Yes, uh, Yeah. it's okay,
1: man, I helped you out there. Thank you, bro. You so out. how many games do I have left?
2: We have... Um, this is our last game, bro. Last game? Yes. Shall we? We shall. I mean, even though no one really cares about this game. but anyway. I care, bro. This you was care? one of
1: the most fun games of the weekend. I
2: hope you're being sarcastic. I'm not,
1: bro. It was a great, great game.
2: Okay, Jake.
1: Um, so, we have Lecce versus
2: Sampdoria in a 1-1 <laughs> one, one draw. We have... <clears throat> some. We have the form of the teams, basically, for Sampdoria. They are coming into this game with one win, one draw, and three losses to Lecce with zero wins, zero draws, and five losses. The worst team, form-wise, in the league right now. Um, We have Sampdoria with arguably um, pretty decent head-to-head against Lecce with six wins, three draws, and one loss against this club. We also have (coughs) one... Um, key stats for you guys um since apparently you guys like this stuff um we have Lecce with 287 and Sampdoria with 293 fewer sh- um, fewer attempts wow well, absolutely Fucked this haven't i <laughs> had fewer shots than either any other Serie A side this season while they also have had the two lowest expected goals Goal totals in the competition which, with Lecce with 23.7 and with twenty three point seven and Sampdoria with twenty six point one. So you're basically having misfiring teams with um with also a team with team with also two clubs which um have low expectations in terms of goals as well. So yeah, I, unfortunately, I've really fucked that stat up, It's yeah. getting late, and the man's a little bit tired. But um, you
1: how know, how did you feel when was your turn to read in class? <laughs> <laughs> I used to fucking hate it oh, especially words, in Maltese nowadays, um, I used to fucking despise it. English teaching philosophy goes against it completely. It in does. no situation in your life unless unless you're giving a presentation or, or you're in parliament or you're a fucking notary, you know, you don't often have to read out loud ever. Nowadays, it's just all right, I'm gonna give you 45 seconds read the text. That's that's what it is, they time you nowadays. Yeah, yeah. That's nice it's a nicer system I think.
2: uh, I I used to I used to stutter and stumble quite a bit. As I have Sometimes in this in this podcast. <laughs> um, as for the lineups, there are no changes for both teams. So it seems like both managers here are happy to field what they believe are their best eleven. We have Falcone for Lecce in goal with Garlom Titi, Basquirota, and Jondre in defense. Uda, Hulmund and Blin in midfield. Streffet, Sassi, and Di Francesco to round out the attack. Gabbiadini um, uh, is, is coming in as a striker for Samdurjonetri in a 3-4-2-1 formation with the Djuricic and Lammers up as the attacking, attacking midfielders Laris, Winks, Rincon and Augella in midfield Zanoli, Linnuitink and Amione in defence Ravaglia in goal Um, As for a few of the stats, for a few of the highlights of this game, which there weren't all too many, um, Lecce were all over Sampdoria in the first 25 minutes, absolutely bossing the game, there was um, some very brave goalkeeping by Ravaglia on a chaotic action in the box when he came out to the Francescos one-on-one, and then a very good reaction save To Cissé as well But then Lecce managed to break the deadlock In the 35th minute When Cissé broke free of his man Meeting Gabriel Estreffet's ball in behind Before unleashing a perfectly executed half-volley Into the back of the net The forwards goal was Lecce's second in their last six games Following a very frustrating spell in front of goal Start Um, again, please, Luke Listen, dude I'm, I'm about to boycott this thing <laughs> If you keep this up, okay <laughs> um, You see, this guy expects me to come in here Do d- do my own job And then write write these, these little fucking Unpaid labor Unpaid labor I actually have to pay to, I have to buy my own
1: food to come here I offered you pasta You told me I don't eat that crap So you rather the pizza
2: <laughs> <laughs> You got me
0: you got this little bitch didn't you <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
2: hell I'm gonna shut my mouth And just continue reading These fucking highlights Fuck letcha, <laughs> Um Stankovic Um Stankovic Uh Oh fuck me man Um Stanković had the
1: scorpion kick yeah, he in the had 57th Scorpion minute. Kick just
2: to show us all that he still has the skills to pay the bills in the 57th minute. Um, however, the equalizer came when Hesse, Mr. Hesse, um, uh, Pepese, grabbed his goal. Um, he broke behind before audaciously, audaciously dinking the ball to an onrushing Vladimiro. I didn't even know his name was Vladimiro. Vladimiro right. Falcone. To level things in the seventy-fifth minute. Lovely Vladimiro. I didn't even know Is that. Is that his first name? Vladimiro. Yeah. Vladimiro. Vladimir. What the fuck? I had no L- idea. Vladi Vladimiro. Vladimiro mm-hmm. level things up in the seventy-fifth minute. Really nice chip by by yeah. by Jesse there.
1: You know Jesse Rodriguez broke out at Real Madrid, I'm sure you remember. I did. But then he kind of died. Became a reggaeton singer. And now he's back playing football. Interesting. I mean, I, I guess you realized that um, it's probably better
2: at playing football yeah, than being a regular singer. But yeah, um, overall, that was it in terms of of, of highlights for this game. I've, I've really streamlined this because I'm I, I am actually rather tired. Yeah. so I apologize. Um, all I say is that. Um, Nicola Ravalia was definitely a man at match in this game. He had an yeah, an, another yeah. astounding performance, and um, he has really shown up when when big, uh, sh- big bo- boots. Yeah, yeah they require quite a big boost to fill well, for Adero. for Adero's injury. Um, I'd say that this w- this draw is definitely more in favor of Lecce than it is for Sampdoria. Yeah. Um, I think really now the the, the, the coffin is sealed. Yeah, you know, um, I know that you, you you have a thing for Sandor. You kind of like them. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, it's curtains, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it's it's not looking good. This was a game they had to win, and it's against a team that has been on pretty bad form lately. And the so, team, Cremonese,
2: that, was a team they had to win as well. And that was lost. another one they lost.
1: So it's it's only fucking gonna get harder for them. Um, a few points I'd like to mention from the games that Gallo looked painfully average this game. Um, yes. I left the back who does look quite good sometimes, but mostly because of his work, I think. Um, when it comes to the actual. Talent, the actual skill He, he does struggle um, Especially yes. with his output I'm a big fan of Odin in the middle He's pretty decent yeah. he, He's yeah. a hard worker yeah, yeah, yeah And he's quite technical as well yeah. Gonzalez of course coming on Always does well um, Along with Banda and Malek as well mm-hmm. Who's continually um, breaking out yeah. um, And Sreffet of course is, As always um, Good performance by him yeah. I wasn't impressed at all By Harry Winks Has to be said Mm. Um, I find it weird when Gabbiadini plays behind the striker I don't know why anyone would ever play Gabbiadini anywhere Apart from that number 9 role We even saw Stankovic trying him out on the wing At a point Which was fucking weird But anyway um, That's basically it Um, Standings Standings We have Doya
2: remaining in dead last position with 16 points And then we've got Lecce in 16th with 26 points 28 points. points
1: Sorry So thank you very much for listening guys If you've made it this far Remember to follow us At say a spotlight On Instagram TikTok Twitter Wherever Um Give us a rating um, Yes Reach out Let us know if you've made it this far Um Thank I you very you much I doubt you have But you <laughs> never know I mean uh, Two hours huh Two hours is quite
2: a lot of rambling Two hours Especially yeah. a lot of Um uh, Shithousery in, the men, in, 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 in between Yeah, yeah. Um, There was a bit of that today You know I'm,
1: I have kids Who listen to the podcast d- DMing me I'm sorry kids Te- I'm Telling bad, me I'm, like I'm, As as Mintov would say They can eat my ass Haha Is this the, the
2: example You'd like to set bro To be honest with you And I think we can end with this And this this feels like um, A sentence that I don't even know where it's gonna go Um <laughs> examples are set to
1: be things that you don't want them to be examples are set to be things that you don't want them to be examples are set to be things that you don't want them to be can you elaborate i'm really struggling (laughs) (laughs) examples are set to be things that you don't want them to be jake yeah in life
0: yeah
2: you you do things, you, 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 you perform actions, you, you go through experiences and you, um, things happen. Yeah. Uh, and um, sometimes you do them on purpose you do them as a way to prove to people that um, this is the kind of actions you do not want to do because mm. um, you take it for, you take it for the teams of this. So age. you're
1: a sacrificial lamb.
2: I am. I, I feel like I am there to enlighten people on uh, the do's and don'ts in life. And I'm mm. definitely the don'ts. And um, I feel like this is um, it's another example of such a case. So, um, so kids don't eat ass unless you, um, you like eating ass. Um, and and if you're gonna eat us, make sure that um, make sure you should, if you're taking a shower. Yeah. So let's not get any pink eye, please. Yeah.
1: So thank you very much, <laughs> and um, hello to all the gaming companies that won't be sponsoring us. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> ladies
1: and gentlemen, Luke Mintov. That is me in the flesh. Thank you very
2: much. Thank guys. you very much, guys.